Gravity. Welcome to episode 141 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Helberton, and who is shrinking down with me tonight? You got the Minish himself. He's back from retirement. He's scraping off the dust off his microphone, which he didn't really do a good job. But it is Adam America from Talk Games Chew Bubblegum. Welcome back. Oh, it feels good to be back. And our other special guest? Uh, we got Vincent Goodwin, the flagship uh, host of Some of My Friends Read Comics, and That Was a Game. <laughs> a po- both, well, one podcast I have been on before. Yeah. The other one's a video series um, on YouTube <laughs> on the All My Friends Are Right Here channel because I like, I, I guess I appreciate it. Games my mom found. I like really wordy titles. So yeah, it can work. Yeah. yeah I'm going to have to check you out. <laughs> you will see a link in the show notes when this goes live. <laughs> I love it. So we are here to talk about a game that I have been meaning to play for, God, probably since it came out in 2005. We are here to talk about The Legend of Zelda, The Minish Cap, made by Capcom for Game Boy Advance. A game that somehow, as much as I love Zelda, I have never played this game for longer than probably maybe an hour. I just never could sit down and keep playing this game when I had the few times I had tried it on emulation until this week. I mean, I think that's accurate, though. To be fair, like, it takes a while to get going. And by get going, I mean, it has a lot of cutscenes for a Game Boy game, even an advanced game, which are a little more story heavy. It's like, all right, when are we going to get started? When are we going to get started? Like, it, it it does have a very slow beginning that the few times I've wanted to try to play it and dip back into it, I've been like, mm, I don't really want to get through all these cutscenes right now. Yeah, because I, I never even got I never got to the first dungeon when I played it before. Mm-hmm. That was... <laughs> oh, but before we go too far, I should say we do have a Patreon for as little as a dollar. You can vote in our Patreon and you can decide what horror movie we're going to cover next month. You only have a little bit of time left. It's either The Witch, Poltergeist, Reanimator or Nightmare on Elm Street. OK, I said oh. get that out there before I forgot. <laughs> so, Good. No, like with Minish Cap, as I was saying, or you were saying, like, you are right. It doesn't get going right away. I think that's what must have turned me off when I played this game before, because I remember shrinking down, but I never got to the first dungeon any other time that I tried this game before. I never even got anywhere near as low. Maybe I never even shrunk down then before. So I honestly, I maybe it's just something with this game, because in 2005, I remember picking it up. I remember getting to Oslo, shrinking down, going, oh, this is a really cool mechanic. Like, I, I like this. Turned it off and didn't play it until, uh, you know, a month ago. Oh, well, you, you played it before, Heaven, because you put it in your top 10 games handheld list. We did that top 10 a long time ago. Yeah, I played it before, but I, my okay. memory, my memory, it yeah. <laughs> all was gone. Okay. Yeah. I get yeah, it. I, I had actually played this um, at E3 back in 04. And I think I, I, I'm trying to rack my brain on what what they showed i think it was a dungeon and it was probably the gust du- jar dungeon and then it was probably some minish challenges honestly is what it probably was usually those nintendo demos were about two levels a piece for zelda games so that's when i first played it which is is weird now in retrospect because it came out before four swords adventures or the demo i played was before four swords adventures so i wasn't really familiar with vati or the four sword which like play a lot into this game and those were non-existent entities when I first saw it as a demo. So that that was my first kind of taste of it for this game. And then I pl- and then I got it maybe, I guess, two or three months. It came out after the DS. And so I played it and I was like, yeah, I mean, that's cool. But I want the new hotness of the DS. I want 3D games on my DS. I'm playing Super Mario 64 DS. I don't need these like boring Super Nintendo games again. 
So I, I ignored it really quick, which is a really poor logic, but I just, and yeah. And also like at first blush, the game just says like, there's only four sections. There's only four elements to get. And I'm like, this game looks super slight. Um, and I just kind of like that turned me off for some reason. So I never finished it at the time. Okay. Yeah. I don't know I, what, it, what it was. that turned me off of this game. I just wasn't interested for some reason. And I love Zelda. Like, I, I think maybe I had a thing against Toon Link and he kind of, I mean, even though this is not Toon Link, he looks kind of like Toon Link. So maybe that's yeah. what turned me off. It, 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 there's a, there's a lot going on. I think though, overall, like every single thing that I thought going into that time that I had been tired of Zelda, I don't think comes true in this game. So um, coming into this, like my, my, my beefs with Zelda games and I played a lot of them at this point, you know, in 05 would have been, I guess a few years after wind waker, which I really did enjoy. Plus the Oracle games, Oracle of ages and seasons and links awakening and link to the past and Ocarina and Majora that Zelda at the time had gotten a little stale to me. Like you just kind of go like a Metroid game. You're like looking at like, Oh, well there's the hookshot thing. I know that's going to come into play. <laughs> Oh, well, there's water. I'm sure I'm going to get the flippers, you know, like those kind of things like, oh, that's a bow and arrow challenge. When I get the bow and arrow, I'll I'll hit that. And to this game's credit, all four of its main items don't fall under those categories. They're all new to the to the well, I guess not. I guess the rocks kind of thing. But even that, that's kind of they're all different. I mean, the game is trying to mix up what types of puzzles you would have. So it's not as stale and it's not feeling like every single Zelda game you played before it, because that's where I started getting turned off with like. Twilight Princess, for example. Oh, that's like a good I, game. Yeah, no, it is a good game. But like in the first early parts, you're just like, oh, well, I know the, you know, I know I'm going to have to Metroidvania back to these things and I know what they are. <laughs> yeah, um, you get what you mean. But like the Gus Jar is like really cool. And I, I, I found my old preview I wrote in 2004 and it's like the Gus Jar. This is a completely different Zelda item. Ah, I'm so I'm super excited to play with this thing because it kind of like is like a gun, but also a vacuum. And it's cool. So I don't know. I don't know where I was at, where I I, like, I didn't want to finish it, but I, I don't know. Like at the time, I was kind of like having a beef with Zelda. And now I'm like looking I'm like, ah, this is nice and charming. And, yeah. it, and it's different enough. Like it's the, the Minish stuff is not the, just doing the dark world over again. <laughs> and to co-tell off of that, I think you bring up a really good point. During that time, there were so many Zelda games. And then when you started another one, you immediately were yeah, you recognize these things like, all right, I got to do this. It's not too much different. But, you know, almost 20 years later and you're like picking up, and you're like, oh, this kind of reminds me of Link to the Past. Like there, there's mm-hmm. like you get that nostalgia feeling that you want. You know, as we get older, you want that nostalgia. And it, it's it's a different Zelda now than it was when it was oversaturated in the market. <laughs> Yeah, and at that point, I mean, there's been like one classic new 2D Zelda since this with Link Between Worlds. Oh, yeah. I'm not counting the DS games. Oh, well, Phantom Hourglass. They're they're different enough to not feel like this, like a classic overhead over the head Zelda. There's this Link to the Link Between Worlds, and that's it for the last 15 years, almost 17 now. Wow. Damn. Wow. I haven't even. I I played Link Between Worlds once. That is a good game. I love that one. Um, and we'll I'm, get to why I like that one more than this one at some point. I know that. Uh, I never played this. Phantom Hourglass or Spirit Tracks ever yet. So I, I haven't played any of those. So I guess I know what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> one day. I was like, when this game when this game starts off, though, I, I, I can't be the only person. So it starts off with Link waking up, which Zelda comes to get him, and he goes to a fair and they go underneath a bell, and then when they, they have to go to see the, the ceremony, the ceremony's not ready yet, so before you can go through, she has to go look at a bunch of things, 
And all I could think about was Chrono Trigger and Morrow. That's all that went through my mm-hmm. head. How she you yep. couldn't go to the fair right away because you had to wait. Oh, but, absolutely. Okay. Like, no, as, as soon as she ran, I was like, huh. <laughs> and then I yeah, saw that. Then, bell. And then you start and then you start playing around. You're like, wait a second. Do I have to make like decisions correctly here? Or is somebody going to like bring this up <laughs> in a trial later? Like, that's actually where my mind went. I'm like, I like I got like too anxious about about this fair for the Zelda game, which is just like a throwaway. But for this game, at least not like Chrono. <laughs> I just thought that was, you know, mm-hmm. such such a cool thing. I'm like, this has to be intentional. Like, this can't be just somebody like just doing it. And it really made me laugh because I love Crown Trigger so much. So anytime it, I see things, I also think it's interesting that this game, the whole villain in this game is not Ganon or Ganondorf or anything to do with that. It's completely new villain that I think was this his first game or did Four Swords already come out before this? So, so, so he actually had two appearances. There's Four Swords Adventures for the GameCube, which came out summer of four. Um, in which he's the villain, but actually he's being puppeted by Ganondorf or Ganon. So that doesn't come into play here. And then he's in the Four Swords game, um, which was the multiplayer mode of Link to the Past for uh, Game Boy Advance. So that was where you could link together four Game Boy Advances together if you had your Link to the Past cartridges. And that was the first time you could do multiplayer Zelda. And Vati, I think there's like three or four dungeons in it. And Vati was the villain of that. So that would be okay. two, I want to say. That sounds about right. Oh, damn. Yeah. So this is his third appearance, actually. Possibly last, um, if you don't count like spirit icons or from uh, Smash Brothers. Yeah, they don't really count to me. <laughs> okay, I, I didn't know I, that. I'm hitting, I, your, I knew... I'm hitting, yeah, I'm hitting your <laughs> Zelda wiki notes all the way. I'm like, okay, well, if you're going to be pedantic, he's also in 2018's uh, Smash Brothers <laughs> Ultimate. <laughs> I knew he was in the two Four Swords games, but I didn't realize those came out because I actually own the GameCube Four Swords. I played it mm-hmm. once. Didn't like it and put it back down. Have never touched it since. I so love I paid, that game. I that paid game. ten bucks for it at a Kmart, so I was just happy yeah. I have it. <laughs> nice. So long ago I bought that game. It was a Kmart. Okay. So, I, I, so <laughs> yeah. to me, Vadi was all new because I hadn't really touched any of those. Like I, I barely even know what that Four Swords Adventure thing is that you're talking about with for Game Boy Advance. I really want to play it, but I don't. I think you have to have multiplayer in order to play it. I, you, I don't, you, you ha- it's multiplayer, definitely. It came out, I think they also reissued it for DSi free at one point also, and you could play it online briefly. But I don't, and I can't remember because it was, you had to have the link cable, the four-pronged link cable to be able to, or you, you prog- plugged in them to play four-player. Yeah. We actually did this at E3 in 04 before I saw Four Swords Adventures and um, this game, Minish Cap. That's the only time I've ever played it. And I can't remember if you needed to have four cartridges also, or if it, you could do download play where only one person had to have a cartridge. I'm not sure about that. Probably Game Boy Advance, you all had to have cartridges. Because DS is what started the download play, I'm pretty well, yeah. sure. Yeah, well, uh, technically with Mario Kart Advance, you could play it. Everybody had to be a shy guy. Um, so oh, Okay, <laughs> with, never mind then. So so I don't remember. Um, I mean, y'all write in to Games My Mom Found on all of our plugging social media things. <laughs> And you can you can correct us. I love that. It was fun, though. It was fun to play multiplayer Zelda. And and this is not that. But this this is the second GBA Zelda um, that I played. So also I played Link to Pass at this point. Yeah. But Vati is very cool. And in the manga, he's also a very cool villain. I I read that a few years ago. I keep forgetting there's a manga that they wrote, too, for all this. (laughs) It's pretty good. It's actually pretty good. It's been on my list someday to read. I just never that's never happened yet. It doesn't take long before Minish Cap. It's like in the first like 20 minutes when you get introduced. Like, so the whole thing is Vadi shows up. He breaks a chest. He turns Zelda into a stone, into a stone statue. So your whole thing is you have to go figure out a way to bring back this sword that broke in order to break the curse and bring her back. 
And you have to go find the Minish. And that's like the whole kind of like stick with this game is that the Minish are these little miniature, very miniature little elves that live in the woods. Mm-hmm. Elves a good word? Eh, we'll go with elves. <laughs> yeah, I always say Lilliputians, but yeah, <laughs> that's from Gulliver's Travels. It's, but it's, yeah, very, it's interesting insane. because like that's the second, that's the different world in this game is that you shrink down to the Minish side and you go inside places versus the dark world that you would have had in Link to the Past or the future and Ocarina of Time. So it's it's interesting to see something different. And mm-hmm. I think that kind of turned me off at first because I, I might have gotten to where you get Ezlo, the, the talking hat that jumps on your head that when you meet him. And, and I was like, what the fuck am I playing? I can't remember. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it, this is also the the third Capcom Zelda game after Oracle. They were all made for the Game Boys. Capcom and Zelda and Nintendo made uh, the Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons. Ages had three different time periods you would jump between. And then uh, Seasons had four different seasons you would jump between on. I think you even used like tree stumps. So it was very, very similar to, to Minish Cap. You do, yeah. And Seasons. And the, but this is the first one. This is also kind of weird for me because this is the first Game Boy Zelda that actually takes place in Hyrule. Because the other ones took place like Link's Awakening was on Koholint Island and then Oracle of Seasons and Ages were like on Holodrum and Labrina. And, you know, so this is actually like a, weird to see like in Hyrule to know like, oh, there's this whole like secret world still going in on Hyrule. But you do the Minish Cap stuff and Minish stuff, you find these little people and everything's tiny. And which is cool because then all the villains end up being like giant versions of normal Zelda scrub enemies, which is really cool. Which actually worked for me. Yeah, it's cool. I wasn't sure about the whole shrinking down at first because when I tried it before, like my very brief time playing this game, I didn't like the way it felt for some reason. But like Mm -hmm. It worked okay. Like the first dungeon that you do is you're shrunk down. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. The forest, you know, it's a forest ruins too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really cool. I think it's art style is really cool. There's, and it, it seems like they're sh- kind of showing off. Like you go through areas where like everything's kind of like honey, I shrunk the kids shrunk down and the <laughs> art is really like well drawn and what, and really pretty. And it's cool. It, it, it's fun to see these things. I do agree though, when you're like on the overworld and, and like Oracle of seasons and, uh, you're v- restricted to like just like a, a four square area that you can go in when you're tiny. You can't really go anywhere um, and you can't just like explore the whole map with it. So it feels very restrictive when you're in uh, tiny mode. So I don't like that part of it. Um, Adam, what did you think of that first dungeon? Oh, I loved it. it <laughs> like I said, I I love the small shrinking down. And then, mm-hmm. the, like you said, the honey, I shrunk kids where all of a sudden, you know, the normal choo-choo jelly that is just a one hit out of your way, you know, you don't pay attention, is now a boss. And now there's another way to take it down. Uh, and just, I don't know, I, I, I feel devious. Like, from like, all right, I'm sneaking, you know, through this guy's, like, shoe shop now. Or I'm going yeah. through, like, the <laughs> mayor's, like, cabinets. There's just, like, this little deviousness to it. And then just seeing, even though nothing changes, you know, like, hey, I'm in the shop. But now I'm in the shop small and, you know, <laughs> they're not they're not doing anything. They're just standing there. But you feel like at any moment you could wreak destruction, <laughs> but you can't. Yeah, they don't even notice you, which is also kind of like yeah. no Except one the can cats see you. Do. I was going to say, unless only oh, yeah, the cats cat. do. Yeah, they try yeah. to hit you. Yeah. And then, yeah. But yeah, I love the little giant choo-choo that you fight. And it feels to me like if they had made this on Super Nintendo, they would have been using the Super FX 2 chip like in um, Yoshi's oh, Island to do these effects. You know, like that seems to be like that, that would have been like, we've got these giant bosses that you can fight and they kind of <laughs> wobble funny with like a weird geometry. And I'm like, yeah, it's just like Yoshi's Island. 
Um, so I really enjoyed that part of it too. Okay, you have a point. I didn't think about that. I, I mean, I was a little off put with the first dungeon because you get the first new item that we mentioned earlier, the the jar, the gust jar, dust jar, gust. Yeah, with the okay. G- I don't care for this item that much at first. It grew on me as the game progressed, but like at first, when you have to use it to just suck up things once in a while, or like grab a mushroom, and that way you can jump off, or you can grab these mushroom enemies that you fight and then make them so you can hit them with your sword. I wasn't so sure about it when I first started. I was like, okay, but it it, it grew on me as the game progressed. Like, it's an interest, and it's interesting that the first item you get is a new item, which is good, too, because you need new Zelda items. Mm-hmm. Oh, it took me a little bit to get, like, you know, into it. Like, okay, I'm, I like this. I wasn't really sure at first, but it definitely did. It grew on me, especially in the dungeon. Like, you don't, you have to use it for the final boss in this dungeon. The big, you fight a giant green choo-choo which is like the normal enemy from Wind Waker, and you fight in this game once in, here and there. I mean, that was interesting. I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of into fighting, you know, enemies, regular enemies, but now they're a boss because you're shrunk. I'm like, I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah, I think, like, overall, I probably would have liked them as, like, mini-bosses, like, mid-dungeon bosses, more than, like, the final boss of each dungeon, but that's just, like, that's that, that's a... Because I like to see, like, you know, new crazy things for, for your end of your dungeon boss, but I think that's a that's a tiny quibble on my part. I do like, though, that gust jar because through the whole dungeon, you're seeing like this weird, like white powdery stuff that's just kind of like hard to walk through. And you're like, whatever. But, you know, OK, fine. <laughs> and then you get the gust jar and you're like, oh, I can do something with that now. And that's a real hard thing to do when you've been playing. Like, I think like this is probably like the ninth or tenth Zelda game at this point to like re get that kind of like, oh, I can do this um, okay, excitement because yeah. because I play Metroid and I play Zelda. And I'm like, OK, yeah, blah. All right. Once I once I see those cracked blocks, I'm going to get my bombs and I'll deal with it. But um, re re getting that thought in my head is is rare in a Zelda game. So I was happy this, to see that this game also had a bunch of hidden walls to blow up that didn't have cracks in it, too, by the way. That was yeah. some BS, too. Yeah, that that year. I only found out because of guides. But yeah. Yeah. Like my fifth time, I'm like walking through a dungeon. I'm like, oh, between the two skulls where there's no crack. OK, yes. yeah, I would have definitely yeah. got that. Well, yeah, but 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 it, but it was after I had already like thrown the skulls and cracked them, um, and they didn't respawn when I like walked back there. So I'm like, okay, well now where were the were these mm-hmm. two stupid skulls that I threw? Um, that I, the guy told me to bomb. I didn't like that in this game. I don't, it doesn't do it in the first dungeon, but I didn't like the fact that it was there. It is it is. I think this game does a good job of kind of splitting because you have two dungeons where you're small and like three or four dungeons where you're big. Which I think was mm-hmm. that was a good idea too, because the whole idea is that you're trying to go back and find these elements that the Minish have that they seal, and then so you can rebuild the sword. So that's why you have, the first time we go to is your your shrunk, which I which is a cool idea. Yeah, I think story wise, that is a really it's a it's a really cool idea to have that that elemental sword because it's one it's what Vati wanted um, when he came like at the beginning of the game. He's like, I won this tournament so I can get this awesome sword. And then they're like, we don't have the awesome sword. He's like, yeah, I hate all y'all. I'm going to kill all y'all. Um, and then Link is rebuilding the sword. And Vati's like behind the scenes, especially in the manga. He's like, yes, let the Link build the sword for me so then I can have it. Um, but it's cool because you start. I don't think you get. We'll, we'll get to the elemental sword and why that's even cooler later. Sorry. Got ahead of myself. <laughs> I was always amused. I Maybe like this is a thing. But whenever you would see freaking like little the little minutes like one time one i'm holding a needle as like a, as a staff or something and it just amused me and made me smile yeah <laughs> the, one of those things the art is really cool in this game this is like the the farthest we ever got like with 2d art for zelda like um we covered on my on my show uh that was a game we covered like super princess peach 
And we don't really get 32-bit Mario and Zelda sprite-based stuff that often with that kind of color detail that, like, everything is, you know, 16-bit and it stops there. Or then we go to, like, 3D sprites the way, like, Link to Between Worlds is. And this is, this is like, the most color-rich I think you ever get Link. Maybe, I guess, Force Wars Adventures, I guess, counts. But this, it seems like it's the same models. So, like, yeah, everything is super detailed. And, like, the Minish can do super th- cool things like that. And you can have tons of huge sprite sheets that, like, just memory-wise, you couldn't have had in the Super Nintendo era. So that all that stuff really, like, bespoke sprites make me really happy to see in this game. Okay. I do have one question about the sprites. What the hell was the Minish holding? Because it, I can't be the only one that thought they were just dragging around a bloody butcher blade, right? <laughs> I didn't catch that until I watched the completion of this, but yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Like, because you mentioned, like, you know, had one having a needle. I'm like, well, they all had butcher knives. <laughs> Is that supposed to be a tail then? I'm assuming. I, I have no idea. I mean, I mean, I could see. I mean, they are little. There's lots of things that can kill them. So they have a little knife ready to murder. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're all over the damn place, too. Like, everywhere you go, you find little menace villages. So there's a lot of them. Like, they are all over the place living around these this world that isn't that safe. Especially when you're little. It also is a cool concept that there are no there are no monsters in this world until after Vadi really breaks the chest open, and that's where all the monsters come from. Yeah, that's a cool concept. Yeah, it makes the world very safe and then not safe. Yeah, that's cool. No, it's not like I did get annoyed with the second the second area, Mount Castor. That really was pissing me off when I first had to go there because I had, I died a bunch trying to figure out what to do. I mean, I had save stays, but I was trying not to use them. I was trying to play mm-hmm. Zelda more legit because of Zelda, but. Oh, man, that, I don't know. I was just getting really annoyed with this mountain. I kept dying at first a bunch of times, and I kept just getting lost. And it, it took a while to figure out for me to finally find the to find the the ring that you get that lets you climb up the rock. Like, I don't know. It's just weird to me. Anyone yeah, else have any issues? No, I generally. Yeah, I think I think this is where the game starts making things very particular and you have to do things in a certain order or else they don't you can't do them. And that, that that this game is not very open. I I think like you have to be do this, and, and it, it lets you go pretty far before you realize you screwed up. Is another <laughs> thing. Like I mean, I don't know if y'all have covered much Metroid Fusion on this show, but like Metroid Fusion yeah. is one of those. Uh, I, I I like that game because it's like, yeah, you're stuck, but you're only in these four rooms, and the solution has to be in these four rooms. Whereas you're in the big giant mountain, and like you got pretty far. Now you messed up because you forgot to bomb like one wall that wasn't there that you didn't see. Oh, or that stupid thing where you have to you have to walk down this long pathway to get the this hot springs water to then carry somewhere else in the game for as much as Ezlo tells you crap like they, they're then silent about other things. <laughs> the water yeah. fetching quest. I hated so much Yeah, because <laughs> I got the water and then, you know, you go and talk to the little minish and he's like, oh, this water is for this bean and this water is for this bean. And there is a bean right next to him. So I am throwing water on this bean I'm like, all right, well, maybe it's the other one. And I go back and I'm throwing water on the bean. And I'm like, I'm I'm stuck. I don't wait. What water do I need? And I probably spent a good 30 minutes going yep. back and forth before I was like, ah, all right. All right. Well, and, and the game has literally it has a use the select button to ask as low for hints. It wait. It, there's only like eight buttons on the GBA and they waste uh, the select button on ask as low for hints. And I'm like, okay, well, clearly this is like the hint button I'm used to of like mid 2010s Nintendo, where it's just going to tell me the solution after a point. And so I push that, and he's like, I think we should get the fourth element. And I'm like, shut. That that was not health. I need to know about this bean puzzle. Um, but he'll stop me to be like, hey, I think that lever is something you can pull. 
like when I walk into the room, like, and I'm like, you could have let me figure that one out, bro. But then when you get to the, when you get to these like bean thing, you're like, no, I'm not going to tell you anything about this. It, it's very inconsistent. To me. It took, it took me a while too. Cause I kept getting the blue water going there, mm-hmm. dumping. I'm like, why isn't it? And I looked at the guy like, Oh, I need green water. I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That was annoying me. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I really did not like the mountain. The mountain was turning me off a lot with this game, but then like, this was like the, the most frustrating part for me of the entire game. Just this one little part. Once we got past this, mm-hmm. like I was more into the game. Even once you get into like the, the town that's up here, like a little mining town of the Minish where you, you, they tell you, Hey, you know, we'll go fix your sword. You know, this is the, you know, they open the door to let you go to get to the second element. Like, it worked well. I mean, once I got there, I was fine. Like, I don't remember having issues with the second dungeon, the fireplace. No, it annoyed I, me, but it was no, I, I completely agree with that. Like the mountain, I think once you get through the mountain, the game opens up in a way where you feel like you're not being forced to do so much anymore, where it's not as linear, even though there at this point it wasn't. But like when you're walking through the town now, you know, you have more interactions. Like there's just a lot more freedom. And when you're exploring after the mountain, you're like, okay, okay. I can, I'm starting to see some things pick up. It was just uh, like, it had mine carts that went way too fast, which even though it amused me, like it didn't affect anything gameplay. Why you just see him, <laughs> you know, grab the thing. Wah! Like it was amusing. Yeah. I'm like, this is stupid, but this is funny. Yeah. But the mine cart is definitely it. Cause link doesn't say anything. And we all know that like classic link scream and you have that with him, like almost flying out of the mine cart. It, I probably did it like back and forth, like three times mm-hmm. just cause I was too busy laughing. <laughs> it was actually pretty amusing. I, I was also surprised with the dungeon cause you know, your first dungeon, your miniature in this dungeon, you're not your regular size link running around. You, you do shrink down periodically in this dungeon to solve puzzles, but mm-hmm. it was a, I mean, it was a fun dungeon. I mean, you get a new item, another new Zelda item, which I it's okay. You get the you get some kind of staff. I forgot what it's called though. Now, the cane of Pachi. Yep, it's it's okay. It doesn't it's, do a whole lot. It, it's okay. <laughs> it's really dumb when you when you're first given to it though, because this is all about the game proposition. You're like, hey, we get the new weapon, the new item of this dungeon. What can it do? It can flip things over. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> and, but and also you're like, I did see a minecart that was that was flipped over earlier, so maybe I should go do something with that. But it, but it allows you also like fill in holes, and you can like jump up um, cliffs and stuff. So there's it. Every I, a lot of the items have like multi purpose, which is cool. But at first blush, you're like, yeah, it can flip things over. This we're really scraping the bottom of the barrel here. <laughs> um. So what I what I do like about the item system and how you get new stuff is it. It tells you like its base thing, like, okay, yeah, this item flips stuff over. But then you go back, you know, a few moments and there was a boss that you were trying to like bomb so you could flip over and hit Mm -hmm. or not a boss, but like an enemy. And now you're like, oh, well, that makes things easier. And like Mm -hmm. with the the gust jar, you know, it doesn't tell you you can suck up those spider webs. But as soon as you do, you're like, oh, okay. And it's those little tiny OOK moments that I really enjoy, yeah. like with the items. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't hold your hand, but like it puts you in a position where you're going to figure it out and it, it makes you feel smart. Yeah, exactly. it also gives you portals in this game, too, for the dungeons, which I really like. I mean, some will give you usually about two portals, one about midway through and one at the end of mm-hmm. a dungeon, like right before the the boss, which 
It's nice because, again, this is handheld, so the idea is that you would play it in more short bursts, so you could just, you know, stop. Okay, save your game. Okay, I can go right back to the dungeon now and go finish the boss or something of that nature. Like, I, I like that. I, I like the fact that that's there. Right, yeah. I mean, they had the mid-boss portals in uh, Link's Awakening and probably also oh, yeah. Oracle games, I would imagine. But the, the two are really nice. It also makes it good because I think a lot of the Zelda games... They started getting to the point where the boss dungeon was right at the entrance. So you did if you died, you didn't have to like truck it all the way through the dungeon again to get to the boss again. So that's really nice about the like the the second red portals, like usually right outside the boss, which is really, really nice. Um, I'm glad that they just like screw it because it, and it also makes the uh, architecture. You can have it like long and winding to get there. and It doesn't have to like collapse back down on it. Um, I really wish this was an Ocarina of Time in the Shadow Temple because I spent too much time <laughs> on the stupid ghost ship trying to get back to the boss with the two hands that kills me in three shots. And that's why I've never beaten Oracle or Ocarina of Time. But um, it's a good game. it is a good game, but I, I'm, I'm, I don't like the ghost ship. It takes three minutes. I timed it. So <laughs> <laughs> what's the save state you're for? I know this is when you're problem solved. You just save before the boss. I know. Fight, I know. I mean, or you save during the boss fight. <laughs> yeah, that's what, I, that's what I had to do for the Octorok later, but um, he was the only one that gave me a lot of trouble. But we'll talk about him in a bit. <laughs> well, it was just so it was just like it's an interesting dungeon that you're in a mine like it, it didn't. I kind of liked it. I was getting Donkey Kong Country mm-hmm. vibes just because of the mine carts, even though it, nothing yeah. like that. But that's what my brain goes to. I found out apparently because that that has never left me. But it was it there were there were some annoying parts. Like one thing about this game that that annoyed me you see tons and tons of chests i'm like okay maybe there'll be a key and all these chests just have which we haven't talked about yet tons and tons of kinstone pieces Ugh. and so kinstone pieces are these different parts of these stones that you get they're three different colors and what they do is you use them with random people that you will find throughout the game where you can trade with them kind of and you you well no, i shouldn't say trade what you use you put their you combine your half of the stone with their half of the stone you have the right kind and thing and then good things will happen the game tells you and it will show you like, like little you'll get a, a door will open up or a, a hole will open up somewhere you can go get rupees or seashells or something else and they're everywhere in this game you get kinstone pieces and part of it was cool part of me like i'm like i'm trying to find a key i don't and every chest i open isn't a key i need a damn key mm-hmm. and i'm getting irritated like it's cool that it's there but sometimes i'm just like okay this is enough <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh God, jinx! Um, <laughs> th- this was besides the she- seashells. Um, this was <laughs> the other part that I, I just I probably missed out on a lot because I eventually got tired of standing, waiting to see, or just randomly going up to people, talking, and then hitting L. Um, I know I got like a few heart pieces, and I think God, you know, got like some cool stuff like light arrows. But for the most part, like I wasn't looking, so I know I missed out on some stuff. Yeah, I, 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 when I first played this game back in 05, I didn't like the kinstones because one, I misunderstood what they were. I thought that there were, there were a hundred different kinstones and there was a hundred different people and you had to have that exact same kinstone in order to match with them, which I think that there's, there's probably only, I think like 10 different variations on the kinstones. Like, so there's like three different green ones. So it, and you collect multiples of the same type. Cause I thought like, there's no way I'm going to be able to find the one random green one and then talk to this one random green person and have the same <laughs> shapes. So like, why am I even going to bother? So I just like tapped out of it, like immediately um, back in 05. And that's not really the case. So I misinterpreted that, but 
I like that it's trying to give you something to do in the dungeons that isn't when your wallet's full, which mine was the entire game, to have like a chest that's like, hey, here's 100 rupees. I'm like, this is worthless to me. This 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 means nothing. So either you don't have chests or you get like that thing like, oh, well, you get a kinstone. And then when you roll in the town, maybe you can start matching with people. And then it did that kind of thing like we talked about in um, Soul Blazer. Where then you, you you fuse a kinstone with somebody and then something on the map appears like, well, go check that out and see what it impacted. But I'm like, I'm not walking through that stupid um, swamp area again. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not doing going, it. Yeah, I'm not going up that mountain again. No. <laughs> no, I, I saw things on the mountain. I'm like, that's nice. I'm never going near this mountain again if I don't have to. <laughs> so I, I would have found a lot of the secrets in this game. Like you guys talking about just now with the kintopies, like there are lots of secrets in this game that if I wasn't using the guide I would not have found any of them because like there are tons of like I got the bigger Bombay, I got the bigger wallet, but it's secrets that I would not have found normally if someone didn't tell me, OK, go do this and go do that. I don't even remember where the hell they are. I know one of the Bombay's is on a is on the mountain. There's a there's a sign that says don't don't throw bombs. And there's a spot with no cracked wall where you have to put a bomb. Then it gets the ferry to gives you bombs if you throw a bomb in there and tell her that. Nope, I didn't throw in a silver or gold bomb. I threw in a regular bomb, and then she'll give you more bomb bait. Yeah, this game is good at teaching you life lessons, like being honest. <laughs> like, hey, hey, you know, or or sharing. Here's some of my rupees. I don't need your rupees, but here, oh, yeah. thank you. Uh, and my personal favorite is when you finally get to unlock the gambling game, and you lose. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's rough. <laughs> don't don't go down this this and i'm like you know what that, that's a good idea i don't need to gamble anymore I'm there's out. a gambling game in this yeah the, you talk about the figurine gallery with the with the seashells no there is well besides that no there's a store where you go in and the dude is just like hunched over on his desk like hung over and you talk to him and he's like oh you want to play the game let me get ready like that one chest has nothing the other chest will double your rupees and then like i chose the wrong chest and like he just flat out it's like yeah yeah, gambling's rough. And it, it, <laughs> don't do it. Like I don't know what else you want me to say. Just don't do it. And I'm like, all right, fair. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I did not see that, but that is cool. Yeah, that was in uh, Hyrule Town. Okay. Yeah, I, we'll have to talk about the town shortly after I, I just want to finish up the oh, of course. the dungeon real fast. No, you're good. But then the town we should talk about. Um, there is I did like the second boss in this game, Glee Rock, which is like a serpent that comes out of lava. That you have to run around him and then shoot his shell with your new staff so, the, so that like, the shell turns upside down, stabs him, then you go in and you run on his head and hit his gold crystal in the center. I, actually, I like that. I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, it, it's pretty cool. It's a, it's a fun multi-part uh, villain. I do have a lot of problems in this game with getting around characters quickly, but like with that, with them, them turning, but I like that. I like the... You you do this and then he turns like a little lane and you got to run up the lane before the lava goes. It's a it's a fun little it, it creates a fun little sense of urgency. I like it. This was a fun boss. It was I enjoyed it. Like it was it took me I I didn't know you could just hit the little fires with your swords. So I was grabbing my gust jar and sucking them all up all the time. Even though I found out you can just smack them and get them out of your way. Oh really? Oh, well, I, yeah, I, I, think, I think we all just learned something. Yeah, yeah just I watched just the video. That's all I learned. Just just took the hits. <laughs> I did later on. I stopped. I'm like, screw this. I'm just going to beat him real fast. But it was a fun fight. Like, it was it was actually pretty cool. And I, it was, you know, we got to use the staff that we just got. So the game is making me use a new item, which, again, I, I appreciate that in the Zelda game because that's the gimmick. You get a new item, you're going to fight a boss and use a new item to beat the boss. You know, I'm used to that gimmick, so I expected yeah. it. 
But we yeah. you do go you go to the town a lot in this game because you you'll just progress to the town we we're talking about and there is so much stuff in this town. I feel like this is probably one of the bigger towns in a Zelda game with, with stuff to do. Yeah, uh, especially you know considering that it's roughly double the size when you think about shrinking down. And after you get the Pachi cane, all of a sudden all these pots are now you know little activation stones. And this is where this is where I was like, oh. Oh, I'm not going to scratch the surface of this game because like I'm going into everything, talking and trying to figure out stuff. I'm like, I'm gonna have to come back here. Yeah, my problem was is I tried to do that right at the beginning of the game, and all the like the library and the school are like, yeah, we're closed. And I'm like, well, I'm never coming back here. <laughs> uh, so like I went and I would talk to people, and like I think in the first like um, forest town with the minish, they'd be like, hey, I'm tiny, doesn't it suck? And then, like, they gave me, like, nobody in the first, like, little um, Minish Town gave me, like, anything worthwhile to talk to. So I just stopped talking to people because this, this game didn't motivate me to want to talk to people until I started, like, getting into the Kinstone game. And I'm like, yeah, now we got to talk to everybody. And it gave me a reason to try to talk to everybody. So that – but I, I feel like it was just, like, a it was a weird delay that, like, it took me a while because this town just kind of sucked at first and then got <laughs> more interesting as the game went on. Yeah, it does open up a lot as the game progresses. Like you are right. There's one shot where you have to suck up the the dust with a dust jar and then you have to go and find somebody and try to kinstone with them. And then the new shop person will move in. Game oh, OK. I never did that. Yeah, there's so many little things like if you if you trade a kinstone with the mailman and something else like something else will happen at the post office. There's like a mini game or something. I mean, there's tons of things that happen when you trade kinstones and it makes the town even more. And what it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did a bunch of those because the guy told me to. But <laughs> I wouldn't have known. It like, I guess you can walk up to a person and if you hold there, uh, something will pop above their head to tell me you can trade. I just ran, I just ran up to anyone that looked out of the ordinary and hit L. Yeah, that became my solution. Yeah, there wasn't a great visual signifier. It was a little delay on that cloud, though. Yeah, and I don't I didn't have time for that. So <laughs> if I can hit a button faster than I can <laughs> wait for a cloud, I'm, I'm going to hit a button. Mm-hmm. I mean, it should have just been like on my map or hit a button and then everyone in the area shows up. Says, OK, this is where you, you know, and not just I have to stand next to a guy like I don't have time for that. Yeah, I probably like, you know, I mean, this is 05, but this, I, I feel like this is a prime, you know, like MMO thing with like little like exclamation points over people's heads just yeah. constantly for, for Kinstone opportunities, especially because as you get later in the game, because I think there's 100 Kinstones. I don't there remember are. who I've talked to. I don't remember who I talked to and who I fused with later on in the game. So. No, there's no marking to show you that you've done it or anything either. So if you were to use a guide later on and try to get everyone, you're not going to you're going to you're going to have a pain of a time trying to figure out what the hell you've done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I do like how you get the second sword, the white sword, like right after you finish the second dungeon, they fix up your sword. So you then get the Picari, you get the version of the Picari blade and then you have to go back to the the temple hidden inside the castle to infuse these two elements in the sword. And you get introduced to one of the other elements of this game where you can clone yourself. I thought that mm-hmm. was interesting concept where you make a you make a double of you that you use to hit switches usually or something. But still, it was mm-hmm. cool, I guess. Yeah. And that's used a lot in Four Swords Adventures. Um, it's a, it's a little more robust in that game, um, especially as like the single player. But it, it's cool. And the way the puzzles work is that it's part of positioning. It takes a little too long to generate. It takes four seconds. I timed it. So if you screw up, <laughs> um, you have to do you have to wait four seconds to restart it, which is really stupid. I do that um, a but, lot. Uh, and I did. Um, but I like how you start getting the cadence of this game where it's going to start saying, like, you only got two. You only got one double. So there's only two links. 
But like as I do these elements and I get the rest of them, I'm going to have four. So it's a good way to like ease you into more complex puzzles as the game goes on. And I think that's a really cool um, idea. Yeah, I I love the cloning, but there's besides the time it took to, you know, activate it, which like you said, was a pain at this point. I am mashing R to roll like I'm getting I'm getting yeah. everywhere fast. I, I'm just rolling, rolling, rolling. And then for some reason to cancel out your your clone that you just made is R. Yeah. So so now I'm trying to walk, but I'm canceling and I'm like, you could have you could have mapped that to L. L does nothing else except talk. Like, why? Why would you yeah. muscle memory to roll and then make it cancel? Right, because you have this sense of urgency that like I need to get there fast because this because my little my little dudes are going to disappear because I can mm. only have the clone for a certain amount of time. So I need a roll because like like well I got to speed up to get through this and then you cancel out. And yeah, to that point, I mean the you what you have to do is you have to hold out your sword for like a sword slash and let it charge up for four seconds as we said. And like I'm I'm standing on these little blocks to make my dudes like you should know that this is what I'm trying to do and make it happen instantly like it's. <sighs> I guess that was part of it is that you had to wait. So since you were waiting, like you had not get hit, I guess that was part of like the strategy or, or the something of that or the suspense. Yeah, I guess it, there's, there's a lot have, of things. it wasn't done by accident. Yeah. Well, I'm going to I'm going to say that, you know, my Game Boy Advance that I played this game on had a very special button that I could map that just fast forward time a little bit. <laughs> So that that helped me out, uh, you know, with shrinking down because shrinking down got old and that little cutscene that it did and charging up the sword. Scene. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would just click I, I, a button and I well, was you good. Can, you can well, skip a cutscene. You, you can actually skip it if you press the R button again while you're shrinking. It's Shut or up. B. Yeah. God, yeah, it B it. will skip it, too, by the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And also skip text it. speed. There's no text <laughs> speed alteration in this game either. This game wastes your time. Uh, Ezlo will have a five screen thing of two lines. It, it, there's certain things I'm like, I play too much Pokemon, so I get like annoyed by things like this. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> but but yeah, like, yeah, you press R or B, I guess, while you're shrinking and it stops him from singing his song and doing the little bounce thing. And then you're just tiny again. Hmm. OK, I knew you could skip it. I didn't know you could skip other stuff, though. You can't do that. You can't skip other stuff. No, that's okay. right. No, 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 no. OK. Hey, we taught Adam something new. You can hit the B button and skip. Yeah, because I, I, I would watch those the first time, and after a while, I'm like, I'm done. I can't watch these anymore. <laughs> these I, are just too slow. Well, because I was trying to, like, is this disguising, like, a load time or something? I'm like, it's not. The, the game doesn't look visually different. It can't be loading that much stuff in 15 seconds to be tiny, to be tiny Link. So it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. It was just annoying sometimes. If we were, if we brought up earlier, like it, it was amusing how you get the Pegasus boots, even though like this kind of gives the game like more of those fetch quests where you have to go and wake up the, you know, find the shoe guy, but you got to he's he's sleeping. So you have to go somewhere else to go get an item to wake him up. Like, I don't mind that in game because it let me explore more of the world. Mm-hmm. I did get annoyed with the whole library quest at one point where you can't get to this minish because they checked out the book. So you can't get to his room. So you have to go and find these three different books in the in the town and do little stuff for people. Right. That's where the game. That's where the game like really slowed down for me. And, you know, I I think I view Zelda games as I'm doing dungeon stuff. I'm not used to have to doing like BS and like fetch quests like that Mm -hmm. to to progress the main story. Like that's a side thing that I'm doing, like the the trading game in Link's Awakening. And this is a bad example. But like you get the (laughs) Yoshi doll and you trade it and then you do blah, blah, blah. And then that's how you. You get like something extra. You're going to have like to do that. Then I get like the master sword or something like that's 
that's what I'm expecting out of these kind of things. Like, I don't have to do this. The Link's Awakening one is a bad example because halfway through it actually becomes like critical to like the game. Like you can't progress any farther in the game. So there's precedent in this, but I also think it's BS. Like helping people's problems like that shouldn't shouldn't stop me from just killing Ganon or, <laughs> yeah, or well, yeah, I'm trying to save the world. I'm not trying to, you know. <laughs> the swamp wasn't the swamp annoyed me a little bit when you first get to the swamp and you have to get the Pegasus boots to get through the swamp. But in the swamp, you have to find three different chests that have gold kinstone pieces in order to open up the dungeon. Mm-hmm. That irritated me because I got lost in this swamp somehow completely, and I could not figure out. I, I was looking at I could not figure out where it's one of the one of the third one of the gold kinstone pieces was for some reason. I just was could not. I was like, what the hell did I do? Yeah, that's where it helps to buy the eight dollar guide off the internet. <laughs> um. <laughs> And have pictures of all these maps. Um, I, I had so a guide. Mine was I had, free. I had, the, I had the Nintendo Power Guide. Somebody ripped out the world map of it, though. But um, <laughs> but I had these little tiny maps. And man, the, the the guide had such a hard time writing some of these things, like the library quest and this. So you're jo- you're going to go to this area, then you're going to go back to this area, but we're not going to reprint the map between these two pages. So you need to go back three pages to look at the map for <laughs> for this next step. Um, it got very confused. But yeah, the 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 swamp is where I'm kind of like I'm not I'm not feeling this. Oh, and I also, I, for, I forgot what the kinstone button was because um, I hadn't <laughs> been doing any kinstones. And I don't know if the, if those statues told me you're supposed to fuse kinstones with them. I don't know if there's any visual signifier. I don't the guy think just told they me. do. They just have so a I'm, sad face. I'm like, I see you guys. And got fusing three gold kinstones, kinstones makes people happy. So I think that was your cue is that they're sad. So you want to make them happy. Mudback pressing select on Ezlo. He's not going to tell you that. He'll tell you <laughs> like when you roll into a room, like, I think you should pull this lever. Or you should do this. Do you think you could open that treasure chest? I'm like, yeah, I got that part. But he's no help here. Um, I might have not known if it wasn't for the guide either. I mean, the guide told me what to do, so that's all I knew. But yeah, it might have been one of those things that I wasn't aware of. I think I got extremely lucky because I, at the beginning, every like time the screen scrolled, it looked the same. It's like, oh, there's a bridge up top and grass. I have no idea where I'm at. And I think just by sheer luck, I happened to go the right way and just like, oh, Oh, okay. And then I had like three golden pieces when I saw those statues. I was like, eh, I mean, I guess. Yeah. So I got extremely lucky from what it sounds like. <laughs> oh, they oh, do I... have like, the, they do have that word balloon thing with the kinstone stuff, but I hadn't done any kinstone stuff up to that point. So I'd forgotten that that ah. was a signifier. So I got completely tricked by this game. <laughs> I can't be the only one. So as you go through the swamp, you unlock the, the third dungeon, which is the wind dungeon. So you go through this whole, we'll talk more about the dungeon, but you go through this dungeon and I had forgotten that you don't actually get a element at the end of the dungeon. You just get the ocarina because mm-hmm. at one point after you get the fourth element, you go to the temple and I'm like, and you only put any puts or you get the water. Element, put the water. I'm like, Hey, where's the wind element? I went and got the wind element. I completely somehow just wasn't paying attention. I don't know what the hell I was doing. I had no, I was like, where's the wind element? I got the wind element. What the hell? Did my game glitch? Yeah. Am I playing? Cause I'm, you know, I'm not playing a, uh, a legit copy of this game. So I'm like, what the? <laughs> then I, that's when the, I was reading the guy. I'm like, oh, there's there another wind dungeon. Like, there's bullshit like in Earthbound. I think you can't progress or it gets like, or Aladdin. I know one of the Aladdin ROMs that Nintendo seeded on the internet definitely will stop you after the first world. So <laughs> just to fuck with people. There's not a but, lot of that anymore, but yeah, it was a, it's, yeah. So I always get like, I always have that worry there. I mean, except I've never run into that. I just know I've heard of it. I think people get rid of those ROMs when they exist like really fast. Yeah. But yeah, it, it it is weird because like the game again tells you there's four elements. It puts it on your map 
And I'm like looking at him. Like, I don't think this is like like Link to the Past where there's going to be three and then I'm going to go to another world where there's five more things or something. Yeah, and that's probably not the case here. So I'm like, there's only four dungeons, which, again, is like a sales press. going. This is this is a very slight game. And so it really sneaks in an extra dungeon by there by not giving you the thing at the end of the dungeon you're supposed to get. Which was it was weird. Like and you do get a. It's an interesting dungeon. Like I, I didn't hate it. I enjoyed it. I at first I was like annoyed with it, but once I got the moment, so I'm I am a fan of these moments. I don't know why, but I really like them. So all they do is they help you dig through dirt that has to be certain dirt that you can dig through that the game tells you to, and that's it. But I just I don't know. I just thought it was cool that Link could dig through dirt. Yep, it had a good animation to it. I like it's just it's, amusing. It, 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 there's so much stuff that went through my head, but there's a Pete Holmes sketch where he's talking to Wolverine as Professor X, and at one point. Wolverine goes, I got my claws. And so when I was digging, all I could just in my head was like, I got my claws. I only, it has no combat though to it, which I thought was sad. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I was going to say, this is the only item where I think it, I never found a second use for it. There isn't one. Yeah, I tried just to dig. I tried to hit people. I said, okay, there's a second use for it. If you use it when you're standing on a platform to shrink, there's a glitch you can do where you can use the claw to bounce you off and then bomb yourself through things. Mm. So oh, that, that's a, that's yeah. a second use, but I don't think yeah. that was intended. I'm pretty sure. But yeah, that's what that's what speedrunners use it for. Nice. The, 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 I, I texted Mike before the show this key art in my guide of Link with the claws and Ezlo on his hat, like drawn in the Toon Link style. <laughs> it looks so good. It looks so cool. It does. Look little, like a little cool. bear claws. It's so cool. But yeah, the other thing I like about the items, though, like going slightly back, is that like the classic Zelda items are not given in the dungeon. So they're not the dungeon focus. So like you got the Pegasus boots and the bow and arrows um, right before this when we got in the swamp. And they're not they're not dominating the game, but you like still acquiring them through the game. It's like I I need these for traversal, but they're not the focus of your dungeons. And I don't think even so I I think that that's cool. Like you're still getting your classic items. And they found a way to work them in. Right. But I don't think the moments become like that dominant of a four no they, they they're still pretty dominant in this dungeon and it still has that aha moment of like oh i could deal with that wall now i didn't think about that at the beginning of the dungeon like it's really cool i mean i didn't know you could use them for all the caves that i saw all over the damn place until the guy told me to <laughs> right <laughs> oh it, it's it, it's a cool item and i like new items in zelda i also was a fan of this boss fight that they forced a way to make you use the moments even though you didn't really like that wasn't necessary right. but so it's it's probably one of my favorite boss fights in this game. It's a giant like mechanical statue that you have to shoot its hands, beat the shit out of his hands, and then the head will fall down. You have to shrink, go inside the head as as Minish Link, and then hit a glowing thing, a glowing column. And you have to use the and then later on you have to use the moments to dig to find the glowing column to destroy this big robot. It's, but if you're too actually, slow, then you get kicked out. And that's when I get real mad at Zelda boss fights. I'm like, I know what I'm supposed to do here. I just didn't do it fast enough. Oh, I didn't know it kick you out. Because I, yeah, I was slow a couple times, but apparently yeah, not It kicks you enough. out. That's when cool. it's multi-part like that, it kicks you out. Yeah. I figured it did, but I thought it would. Because I one of the later ones, that was taking a while because I couldn't, I couldn't find it. Because there's six columns and they're covered in dirt. And I'm like, where the fuck is this thing? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's cool. I don't know. I, 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 for some reason, this boss fight really amused me. I don't know why, but it just... I was really like in this got me excited and I I don't really know why you love those two hand bosses like an illusion of Gaia. That's what it is. <laughs> Maybe I, I don't like that one, but I do seem to play a lot of games with them. So just give me those flashbacks of that. I'm like, nope, not a fan. Uh, that, that, like that. That's a hard boss fight to start the game. 
At, at least this boss's other hands didn't reactivate if you took too long. Or maybe they do. I don't know. Um, that was was really that was what my panic was. Like this, this, this blue hand's gonna come back if I don't get this red hand fast enough. <laughs> it died. My was shrinking down. I was like, it's gonna come back by the time I'm done shrinking. <laughs> oh yeah, with the 15 seconds it takes. <laughs> yeah. <to> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. I don't remember that animation. I just hit the B button and it went away. I God, you know. I did roll a lot though too. I once I found out rolling was faster. Yeah. Also, at one point in this game, I did have a slowdown for no reason at all, but because some, I'm not sure what the hell happened. Oh, well, actually, I know what happened. I was I plugged in my controller, and my controller was taking the audio and trying to plug it through the controller for some reason because I have an, a fake Xbox 360 controller, and it slowed down the entire game for wow. like I went through maybe like 15, 20 minutes. I'm like, I'm like wait a second. So then I I switched my speakers back, and all of a sudden the game went right back to normal. Weird. It was the re- weirdest thing, though. I was like, what the hell? I'm like, do I have to play the rest of the game like this? I don't want to. <laughs> it was still doable, but it's like he would swing. His, you would hit the button to swing a sword. He wouldn't swing a sword for about like half a second or a, a full second sometimes he, before he swing a sword for the first time. And then he'd swing OK, then he would slow down again. I mean, you could still play it, but it was like, this sucks. But yeah, it was just because it was just my computer being weird. I was I was so irritated when I got to the top of the, the dungeon and there's no wind element and you just get a mm-hmm. ocarina. I wasn't irritated at the moment. I was irritated later on when I figured out that didn't happen because for some reason my brain just didn't read it. Didn't com- I don't know what happened. I didn't comprehend the text or what, <laughs> but I thought mm-hmm. I had the wind element until the game told me I didn't. Well, you have that panic, though, that like you're walking around like, wait a tick. Did I not grab the item before I warped out of here? Because I know people can do that in other Zelda games. Like you can warp out without grabbing the heart container. So I'm like. I get understand the paranoia that like, did I did I miss something in that room? Do I have to walk through the whole thing again? The, the ocarina was cool in this game that it, it lets you warp around the around the world. Like that's the whole point of it. Like you have different stones that you would push at different at points, and then you would unlock a little symbol that didn't mean anything to you because you don't. Like, Ezel's like, I don't know what this is. I'm still confused. Mm-hmm. I, we've done it like five times. I have no idea what we're looking at. Yeah, and Ezel every time is like, that's weird. I'm gonna waste three screens telling you about it. <laughs> uh. No, we got it, Ezlo. We got it. Um, and this is then you go to Lake Hylia, which I like water. I, I'm trying to think. I want to say I like water dungeons. I like this water dungeon. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this like, is a good one. I don't like some are annoying, but this this didn't make me have to run around and do a bunch of weird shit. So it was nice. Well, I mean, you had the whole library quest, which I feel like took like an hour for me to even get to this. Yeah, that was and like this is this is too. I mean, the thing is, is like conceptually, I was like, oh well, this is cool. Like the library quest is, I get three books that'll then be put on a bookshelf for this minish guy, so then I can climb the ladder to talk to this dude because he's trapped at the top of a bookshelf. Like that's clever to me. But like the amount of effort and the amount of like transforming between big and small, it's like this is this is not what I wanted to do today. <laughs> so. <laughs> Also, I, I want to mention in the town, you also see the three goddesses from Oracle Ages and Oracle Seasons. They're for a side oh, quest really? or something. Yeah, they're they're in a hotel. You can talk to them, and there's some side quest with them, but I didn't bother. But yeah, it has the the red the girl with the red hair, the Naru, the girl with the blue hair, and then the girl with the green hair that was supposed to be a third game, but it never got created. Oh, I would have loved to see those ladies. I should I'll, maybe I'll go back. It's in the town on the right side. I want to say in one. In, I want to say it's a hotel. There is there's a side quest for them, but I didn't bother. I didn't care. I'm gonna go check that out. This game has a lot of side quests. Yeah, and a lot of them involve Kinstone Fusion, but there there are tons of side quests. I also I like the fact that like the water droplet dungeon, you're small again. So you mm-hmm. went through two dungeons where you're not small, now you're small again. 
it was kind of fun. Like I like how right, right in like one of the early rooms, you see the element that you need, but it's frozen in ice, so you can't just get it. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Plus, this, this dungeon throws you for a loop. You get the boss key like right away when the yeah. first chest you open. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool too. Yeah, that really threw me. But I was like, oh, this is fun. I mean, it ultimately means nothing, but it was really it was it, it did throw me. And I was like, this is exciting. I liked it. This is this is a, this is a slip slidey ice dungeon though. Where you you slip slide around a lot and a lot of block pushing, which are and no mushroom shoes, unfortunately, in this game, huh? Nope. <laughs> one puzzle, and I love that it's sold place where it's like, ah, all right, you slipped on the ice for one for one puzzle. Well, let's get rid of that. We don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't have a like I did, I don't normally like icing game, but I didn't have a problem with this one because it didn't feel too slippery. I feel like Link to the Past is more slippery when you're on yeah. ice than this was. Like yeah. this wasn't too terrible this dungeon wasn't too long like it's midway through you get the you fight a repeat a repeat of a boss you fight a giant blue choo-choo this time and that's how you end up getting the lantern shortly after that like that was annoying because it's the same boss you just have to suck him with the dust jar until he falls over but this one goes electric you have to wait then yeah but he's a mid boss at this point at least so yeah i just don't like reuse bosses in general Mm -hmm. i guess but he was blue yep (laughs) i was waiting for a red one to show up too in this game but it didn't happen. You know, one of the big silver spiky ones, that would have been actually kind of cool. Oh, I oh yeah. Those things were annoying. I think you could boomerang them and then they were less annoying. I think you're right. Yeah, I, I did buy the boomerang in this game. You have to buy it for 300 rupees. Mm-hmm. Which took me entirely way too long to get. I, I don't think I got the boomerang maybe until like a little bit before this. Because I was just oh. like, I hadn't had to use it. I, 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 I had never used the boomerang, but I got it like immediately. Because if you talk to the, the chicken lady... And her chickens are missing. There's like a chicken challenge. And if you do it like three or four times, you get like 300 rupees like immediately. Yeah, you get you get a lot of rupees from her. And she you, she also I didn't get the piece of heart because I was like, how many more times do I do this? Because I did like seven ten. or eight times. There's and I was like, times. Is it ten times? Yeah, that's too many. But yeah, because I, I own six chickens right now. So I, I, I bonded <laughs> with her like, yeah, these getting these chickens back is a pain in the ass. Um, So so, yeah, I got a lot of money from her doing that. I think eventually like, yeah. I think you may have to like jump across the river with the flippers to to get your chickens more fast. And I didn't have the flippers at the time, so I stopped there. Oh, I, I stopped because you're not able to do that one till way later or to finish oh. it later in the guide because they're like, you can't finish it. So we'll just tell you later. But I used it to get enough rupees to buy because you can buy the boomerang 300. Then you can buy a bigger bomb bag and a bigger arrow bag for 600 rupees each, which I, I bought. Yeah, both. I never got the bigger wallet. So I stopped at 500 rupees. I never got the bigger wallet. It's I don't know where hidden it was. somewhere. Sure. I forget. <laughs> I forget where it's hidden, but it's hidden. You, I had to do special stuff to get it. I remember that. This game but, is full of stuff like yeah. that. Kinstone I mean, probably. But but this but this ice dungeon, you get pretty late in the dungeon. You get the the lantern, which has got some cool effects for it. But this is clearly not like a lantern focused dungeon. <laughs> I was amused with the lantern, like how you press A and it just lights a fire in front of you. And there's no magic meter in this game, like other Zelda games. I mean, I didn't like the puzzles when, okay, light these torches as fast as you can. And you have barely enough time. I didn't like those puzzles. Well, though. well and it, it tricked me. Cause I'm used to like the, the lantern from, from link to the past where you push a each time to light something. Whereas this one, you just, it's always on and you just walk around with it. So yeah. I was accidentally like, like stifling my own lantern every time. Cause I'd walk up to something and push a, and then it wouldn't work. And the same is, it is really fun to burn mummies with it. <laughs> it didn't work well for me. Oh, well, if you had it on, you just walk right up to him like ease style and like, and then just roast. So if you had the fire oh. on. Yeah. OK, I didn't know that. I, I knew what I, I, I got murdered by them the first time. And then I, I, I reloaded my safe state and then figured it out. <laughs> yeah, they were annoying. 
I don't know. It's just it was just an amusing dungeon for me. Like I wasn't irritated with this dungeon. I did okay. I did get a little irritated after you hit the two. You know, I knew. Like at first when I saw that big octrock, I thought it was a statue. Until I looked through the guide and saw, oh, it's not a statue. It's a boss. That so you end up lighting these two different torches that end up, or you open, you hit a switch, you do something that brings the sun down to unfreeze the element. But when you unfreeze the element, you also unfreeze an octorok that then steals the element and then runs into another room. Mm-hmm. Which. To me, that was a little annoying. That I I did not like this boss fight that you had to do for this. This is this is this was almost where the game ended for me. Um, this <laughs> is the first time I had like any real challenge, like in terms of combat. And part of it's because in order to you do to fight him, you have to have the shield, which you've never used in the game. Up to this you don't point. have to have the shield. You can oh, really hit back the blocks with your sword. Oh really? Yeah. Like Ganon, like Ganon fight style. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Okay. I was gonna say like I did not use the shield in this one. Oh, I, I, I deactivated my 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 sword to have the the flame and the the shield like that was my my because there's not many buttons to, to do things. No, that's it's only two buttons. You only get like just like the Game Boy Color games. You only get the two buttons A and B. And this At is least, the, the, the my biggest gripe is like and we'll get there is during boss fights, pausing, switching weapons, going back, mm-hmm. pausing, switching weapon like that got it. Once again, L would have been a great use to like. I don't know, hold it, press left and right and cycle through items for like B or whatever. That would have been great. Yeah, I have such Stockholm syndrome though with this because I played so much Link's Awakening that I'm like just used to this BS. Like I'm used to like using the Pegasus boots to like cut through, you know, use the Pegasus boots on one button and the the feather to jump on the other button. And then in midair, then you need to pause it, switch to your sword so then you can cut the bush when you land. So you land uh, on, on ground. Like I'm used to that kind of BS. So so this didn't affect me too much, but I'm still like, this is two little buttons for me in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> That's an old game. I mean, this game should be remade, but they, like they the all should be game. all the Capcom ones. I would love it if they remade like the both the Oracle games in, in the uh, Link's Awakening style. But I kind of wish they would make this one first, maybe. I like the Oracle <laughs> games, too. I don't know. This is a I haven't played. I've never finished Oracle Ages or Season. I played both of them for a decent amount of time, but never finished either. I've never even started them. I can change that someday for you. If you like. well, I, I will be happy. I I I've I started both of them again. I beat them both back in the day, and then started them up again both during the pandemic. They're fun. I got about halfway through. I will be happy to be on those episodes. Okay, it'll be a while because the next Zelda game I'm doing is Zelda Two on the show. So <laughs> no, that's a good one. <laughs> I like that one. Never played it. I feel like I should just knock it off my list finally. So that's yeah. why it's coming on the show. Yeah, read a guide on how like the leveling up system. Oh yeah, of course. Um, this is me. When I play a game, I load up YouTube videos before I start a game sometimes. So I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I cheat. That's how you play games. <laughs> so like, the last thing to say about the, the Droplet Dungeon was just that boss fight was just like we were talking about. It's just so annoying. Like you, you have to you have to shoot these stones back at him. Then you have to run around and hit his tail with the lantern in order to light him on fire. And then you can, I think, hit him with a sword. Yeah. More correctly. OK, I. There, I watched a speedrunner do it, and man, he did a lot simpler than I did. Apparently, right after you start to unfreeze him, or not unfreeze him, but oh, as soon as you stun him, you can run around him while he's stunned and light him on fire, and not do what I did and wait. Yeah, you, you got to be you got to be primed and ready. Um, I was not, and I would sit there and wait and wait, and then all of a sudden, I I just keep running back and forth. So I finally, with the Pegasus boots in one hand, the lantern in the other, until I just got him just right. It was not mm-hmm. fun. And then I found out it was a real simple way to do it. I was like, come on now. <laughs> so, and then this game also likes to reuse bosses sometimes. Like, you fight the caterpillars like three times in this game that were a mini boss in the first dungeon. 
Which was mm-hmm. okay. I know. I just, I really hate the Dr. Rock. That was to like, I, I see why I almost made you quit. Cause that boss fight really irritated me. Mm-hmm. That was, that was, that was where I was very happy to have the save in between every successful hit <laughs> and, and re Same. and reload. If I took a, if I took a hit, I don't usually uh, pull that out, especially this late in games. I'm pretty OP, but I had to for this guy. Yeah, no, it, it, he, he's an annoying boss fight. But definitely my least favorite without a doubt. Yeah. I, I, I could have done without it. And this is where I found out the game had tricked me. And when I went to go put the, the third stone in, and I'm like, where, where's the fourth stone? <laughs> I, I have four stones. What the hell? I, I think, is this midway when you also are finding out that Vadi took over the king or something? Or I think killed the king? No, uh, he did that, that way sooner. Okay. Because yeah. it's like I, a little cutscene. He did it way sooner, but you don't really get the impacts of it because you don't need to go back to Hyrule Castle to like get the to refuse the elemental swords to then get your, your third link, bro. Until this point. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, no, yeah, that's right. Yeah, th- this is definitely part of the game where it's like, go back and find refuse the elemental sword. I'm like, I have no idea where I did that. So <laughs> uh, this is also like I, I I did like the fact you have to hide from the guards, though, like like, like an ocarina of time. That was kind of cool to me. That was also a safe state thing because I'm not stealthy and I'm impatient. It's more of just time. I don't want to waste time. So I'm going to say if you don't have to waste time. But I don't know. I was just I was just so annoyed when I found out that I didn't have that four stone. It made me so angry. <laughs> I felt lied to by the game. <laughs> also, we hadn't talked about, but there's a guy that will teach you new sword abilities throughout the game. There's a couple different ones. There's a dead one that you even find. I, I did some of the scrolls, but I stopped after a bit. So yeah, they, they're, they're important. Like anytime I got a new item, like I would go see her because the chances are that, hey, now with the Pegasus boots, you can now run with your sword out. Yeah. You oh, know, you stuff can do like that? that? That's yeah. going to be one of my complaints. They're like, you don't do that like you do in Link's Awakening. Okay. Yeah. If for some reason, it's not automatic. You have to go back and talk to her. And then she'll be like, now let me show you this tiger scroll. You can run with your sword out. It's like, I should have been able to do that from the beginning. There's such weird things about this, too, because she's like, let me possess you to show you how it works. Like, <laughs> one, you could have just described it to me, which you did, especially with like, the spin attack. And then like, now you do it. I'm assuming because they didn't want to make the sprite of her doing all the animations, and that's why she possesses you. But still, it's like, let me visualize this for you before. It's such a weird thing. They could have had like a cutout scene like, this is what it looks like when Link does this. I'm going to possess you. It's a really (laughs) weird choice. I said she? I always thought it was a guy that's teaching you. I I don't know. They? Okay, Okay, they worked. I I don't know. I I was like, wait, hmm. I don't really pay that much attention. I I did learn the scrolls a bunch, and then I just got to, I, I think I learned four or five, and I'm just like, I'm done. I don't know, I get like that in a game where I'm just like, okay, it's time just to finish this game. So I'm just, I just keep doing the main stuff and that's it. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. one of the quests you had to like do some stuff with kinstones in order to get the, them to teach you new abilities and that's what broke. I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> also, this game does a Zelda thing that I'm, oh, eh, I'm not the biggest fan of. Like they bring Dompei back in this game at one point. You have to go to a, you have to go to the graveyard to find out yep. where the stone is that you didn't get the, that they tricked you on. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like, I don't need Dompei to be in this game. He's not having the time. Like, I don't know. It's just one of those. High, I mean, he lives in Hyrule at least. Like, it makes more sense for him to be there than like on Kaholand Island in Link's Awakening remake. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it's also really dumb. He's like, I'm gonna give you the key, and then he, he gives you the key, and then you walk outside, and then a crow hits you and steals your key, and so you walk one screen over, and you get your key back, and you walk back to you walk back and like, okay, I got the key now. I'm trying to go through the gate. You can't do it. You have to talk to Dompey. He's like, let me use the key to help you open the gate. Why didn't one screen? Why I didn't went Dompey back? Just, 
Why didn't Dante just open it for me? I went back and forth about 10, 12 times before I realized what you had to do. I thought I had to chase him, so I was chasing him until I read the guide and said, no, you hit the tree with your Pegasus boots. I'm like, oh, okay. But yeah, you're right. That's dumb that you got to give him the key that you just got back. Yeah, why didn't he walk? I mean, he, I mean, story-wise, he could have walked with me and then got hit by the crow <laughs> and it got stolen. Like, that would make more sense to me. Yeah. But sure. And this is also a weird game. I'm going to point out, in the library quest, there's books on shelves that you, and, and in this thing, you said, like, you Pegasus boot to knock a crow out of a tree. But the books on the shelves in the previous quest, you can't Pegasus boot to knock the, the tree, the books off the shelves like you do in both Link to the Past and Link's Awakening. But you can't do it in that game. It's very weird that that's the one mechanic you can't Pegasus boots some trees. Yeah, it feels like what's the word? You've been conditioned by so mm-hmm. many Zelda games that this is what it is. And then all of a sudden, like you can't change that on the fifth Zelda game where I'm expecting right. you to do something like that. Right. I mean, especially with like your puzzle language like that, like that's that's where it really throws me. It's so weird. I mean, I, I guess, you know, like every Zelda game is somebody's first and maybe they don't know the language. <laughs> yeah. But I've been playing this for 15 years. Like at this point, like I should I should be able to do this. Don't mix up how you knock off books off a of bookshelf. But also that's really weird is like I'm not going to knock off half a point in a review. It's like didn't didn't have the right book knocking off shelves <laughs> mechanic. But it does bother me. It, it did bug me a little, too, that you have to go through this whole quest to shrink down and everything in order to do it. It did bug me, too. And get, like, a power bracelet so then you would be, like, a little Hulk as a minish guy. Like like Ant-Man with proportional strength to begin with. <laughs> yeah, you had to go through, like, a little mini dungeon inside a waterfall or something or inside a pond or, a you know, a pond inside the town. Like, yeah, that was a little interesting. I, I do like, though, that this game makes so many little mini dungeons necessary that, like, at the time... Would have excited me if if they had said like this game has eight dungeons, but the fact that it was four for some reason turned me off. I'm like this game is they didn't even put the investment in this because I'm also coming off a of Wind Waker where there's a dungeon that they just didn't finish, so you just roll up and then like, here's the item. Thank you. <laughs> so, so I, I thought that Nintendo that. just uh, Jabu Jabu's Belly, the third dungeon in Wind Waker, they they just didn't make it because um, they didn't have time. They had to rush the game. So you huh. roll up and they're like, yeah, here's the third gemstone. And I'm like, so I thought Nintendo just cheaped out in 05. I was like, it's the end of the GBA. They're only got four dungeons in this game. What's even the point? And I'm like, no, there's there's more than enough dungeons in this game. Yeah, because like the Royal Crypt in the Graveyard is, like a, is another mini dungeon, too. Mm-hmm. Like this Which game I, did have a decent amount of dungeons. I, you are right. I, I Plus it tricks you. So you you get six main dungeons plus all the little mini dungeons. Because I count Hyrule Castle, Dark Hyrule Castle. As a, that's a dungeon, Dan. That is a shitty dungeon, but that's a dungeon. Yeah. Right, because because I got like I was, you know, on Tuesday I was halfway through. I'd beaten the fire dungeon. I told Mike, I'm like, I'm halfway through this game. I'm breezing through this thing, not realizing that the two extra dungeons were one big. And then there was actually <laughs> like four or five of them that it just didn't tell me about. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, you're not as close as you think you are. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I mean, the the, the second so I was actually impressed with the second wind dungeon. This was one that like I really kind of threw me for a loop. So you go through a lot of trouble to get to this damn dungeon. Like I was getting pissed. You go up in the clouds and you have to go and fuse and find these different gold kinstones and then fuse these gold kinstones. So that way you can turn on these clouds. Like I, I got really irritated this part because I got mm-hmm. lost completely and I died a bunch of times because I was just yep. like, I'm so confused at what to do. But mm-hmm. once I got up to the clouds, you get to the clouds, you get to this town and you go up this tower, and you have to fuse with one of the people in the tower in order to open it, get them to walk out of the way so you can go to the dungeon, which is kind of dumb. But the, the dungeon itself was actually really cool. Like, you're in a freaking sky dungeon 
mm-hmm. running around and it, I really liked it. This is where you get the rocks cape, which I know some people were saying, oh, just a redo of an old item. I don't believe that because mm-hmm. to, in the rocks, rather you jump over one or two squares and this, you actually almost like fly. Mm-hmm. So it's to me, it's, a, it's not a repeat of an item. It's just an adjustment of an item. Like, I don't know. I consider it something brand new. Yeah. And no, I love I, Zelda games when they start doing some platforming. I really like it. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> but I also yeah. didn't realize that in the, in for this dungeon, there are uh, there are things in the ground that show you the boss. You're going to be fighting the big giant stingray that's coming up. I did not see that before. Like right before where one of the chests appears to give you like the 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 rocks cape, there is a sim- there's a symbol on the ground of that boss. So I I had a really hard time with this cape because I thought you're supposed to tap the button, so I would tap the A button to fly farther, but I don't think you're supposed to I think you're supposed to hold it down, it looks like. Yeah, your 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 elevation is how long I think when you're holding the A button. Okay. Is how high you go, I think is how it works. It, I mean it's hard to like articulate. I mean it's like driving a car, like how fast do you push the pedal? I don't know, you just do. But <laughs> It feels pretty good, although I was like screwing it up for a while until I figured out like what I'm supposed to do. I like miss on jumps and stuff. I had a lot of problems with it. I would use a lot of safe days to redo. And after re- I'm watching a video and reading the text where it says hold down the A button for a longer jump, I'm like, huh, that's probably what the problem was. I kept tapping it. Yeah. Wondering why his jumps wouldn't work always. <laughs> At this point, you're you're like, I'm, I, I'm done reading. I, I can figure it out. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, no, that would have been that would have been one of those good times to read. When I played this game, I listened to podcasts while I was playing it, so that might have something to do with it. <laughs> I don't know. It's just that's how I play games. But my my biggest beef with this dungeon, though, and it, it kind of it it anytime they have moving platforms, I think the moving platforms take too long to come back. Like if you if you're not ready when that platform's there, then you have to wait like a long time for it to be like, okay, well I ran through the course and now I came back to you. That I think like Mario games know better to like loop platforms around so you're always you're able to jump and start the thing when you're ready especially when you have to make your multiple clone bros and you have to like time it like okay i mm-hmm. think this thing is coming back so i can start this challenge i gotta wait i gotta i gotta preset and get my my link my my, my clone bros so because they're gonna disappear and then i have to wait for this whole challenge to go loop through which is like i think like 10 15 seconds and then go up some stairs and then push a block and i messed it up quite a few times because i just didn't get my timing right yeah. I can see that. Yeah, no, I definitely ran into that problem. I say so. stated a lot in this dungeon just to save time. Yeah, it's just a lot of waiting, though, for the for like that platform to come back that I feel like maybe the fact that they they're Zelda people not knowing how platformers work. <laughs> it's but weird I, I, I like it. Have platform I like the verticality. I, want to just, I don't I just really like the design of this dungeon. I like jumping through like you jump through gates and you go up clouds and I don't know. It was just really cool to me. And it didn't do the asshole thing of making you drop in different holes too often, or at least maybe not even at all, which I would not have liked because this is such a multi-layer dungeon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a very linear one. You don't, I don't think you double back in it. No, it, it was actually, it was actually really like, I was surprised. Like I wasn't expecting this dungeon. I wasn't expecting to enjoy it either. And I actually really liked this dungeon. Mm-hmm. I was annoyed that it existed because I wanted to finish the game, but I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of fun. Yeah. And then, this boss by far is my favorite boss in the game. Yeah, it gave me a lot of trouble, but it is such a unique fight. Yeah, that just, really has to be talked about. Yeah, just the atmosphere of riding on the sky on a giant manta ray. Like it, it's and like you, below you, you know, you're just seeing stuff pass by. It was just so I mean, visually awesome, like for what it was. It, you it, have to you have to use the rocks cape to like jump on blue stingrays that come around too. Mm-hmm. And then kill them, then jump back on the big red stingray again, and clone yourself. And it 
I don't know. I just felt well, there was some difficult parts. I don't know. It just felt so fluid and smooth. And, and I just loved this boss so much. It's a really cool fight. It's hard, but it's a really cool mm-hmm. fight. It gave me a lot of trouble. <laughs> I had to save it a lot in this fight. Cause I just kept, I kept screwing up with the clones too, to hit the eyes or I would clone, but then they'd hit my clones. So my clones would go away. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. the, the shock thing, if it hits the clones, it will shock you too. Yep. It's like, okay, I can do this. Oh, now you're going to add stuff where I have to dodge one thing with three people. And I probably didn't even line them up correctly as is. <laughs> yeah. It, I don't know. It's still, I mean, it's pretty damn, it was a pretty damn epic fight. Just for, for a, just for a game in general, I was going to say a Zelda game. This is a pretty epic fight. It threw me for a loop. Cause this is one game where I had never, I don't, I didn't, I don't know a lot of. So when I came into this, I, I didn't know the, those are boss. Fight. I knew who Vadi was. I knew you shrink. But like so much of this game was all brand new to me. It was such a new experience. And it was it's interesting not to be spoiled on a game sometimes that came out, you know, 15 years ago. Yeah. Right? Which is not normally the case. Normally you are spoiled <laughs> in today's world. Yeah. But yeah, I, about, I, I had no idea. About Zelda. Yeah, we talk about Zelda games and like, oh, well, you know this. And I could I could just like say like a shadow temple with the dude with the two hands. And I was like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about in the ghost ship. And like, yeah, but the manta ray in the in the wind dungeon. Like, I don't know what the hell you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, boy, are you sure you're talking about Zelda again? Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a very you know, it's a very odd Zelda boss. It's a very cool Zelda boss. It's such a unique fight, and it's not easy either. And I think that's I think Capcom did amazing with hey, you know, Nintendo rarely gives up their properties, and when they do, you always get a different experience. It's not the same like. Hey, your princess is in another castle or gather the three, (laughs) you know, the three pieces of the Triforce. You get new experiences. You get new enemies with familiar familiarity Mm -hmm. while being familiar to what the game is. And I I would love to see Capcom be like, hey, hey, you want to you want to do another Zelda game? Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't mind at all. And then before we talk about the final dungeon, I think that's, yeah, that's where we're at. Or the, no, yeah, the elemental shrine. We should talk about one of the things that we have. We briefly mentioned the, the wonderful mysterious shells, how those work in this game. Yeah. So this <laughs> is, this is something, you know, I, even as a diehard, like Zelda fan, you know, getting like little trophies. All right. So you get mysterious shells. The mysterious shells are used in Hyrule town for essentially a gotcha, you know, a little capsule game. You go in, you spend shells, you get a trophy of something. But every time you do, the percentage of you getting a new one goes down. So you have to spend more shells. And this is the the room I went in once, spent all my shells, got some cool things. I was like, all right, that's neat. I, I don't need to go back in here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, because at least I'm, I'm used to Link's Awakening is the Zelda I spent the most time with. I mean, those shells, they're, they're all over the map. I think there's 50 or 60 of them. And then they unlock, you know, progressively more stuff through the game. And then you get like a level two master sword at the end of the game. Yeah. But like the first chest I ever opened was like, here's 50 mysterious shells. And then I walked next to another chest, like maybe a few seconds later. And it's like, here's another 50. And I'm like, a hundred of these damn things. Like immediately, <laughs> what are these used for? Nothing, nothing fun. I'm not collect. I'm not going to hoard like 3000 of them, and get them an awesome sword at the end. I just get like basically like enemy descriptions, like um, like scanning in, in Metroid or like trophy mm-hmm. descriptions to be like, here's the enemies. And apparently like if you can hundred percent the game after you defeat Vati, then you can go get like Vati's other forms at the end. Cause you know, it's a boss battle, you know, it has multiple forms. You can then add those to your pool for the gotcha game. But even if you die and then go back to this, as long as you saw them, then they'll be part of the gotcha game for you. So oh. if you want to fill that out, I guess you can. Did the and completionists you, do that? 
you get a heart piece for getting all like a hundred and something figurines, which the way you when you don't when you put the shells, it ends up like first you can do one shell, but later on you have to wager more shells in order to get something like your better mm-hmm. chances. Well, it's I I started a heart container a, for all that BS. You get a heart you, container and you get a little phonograph that lets you play all the different songs in the game you can choose to. Cool. <laughs> kind of cool. I feel like you've beat the game at this point if you're going through all that stuff. So what's the point of a heart right. container? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there isn't one. Yeah. And, and music. I mean, by this time, you've heard all the music done. But I guess in 2005, it wasn't as easy to go on YouTube and be like, you know what? I want to hear I want to hear that theme again. But yeah, that's another thing that irritated me in the game. How many chests contain mysterious shells and how many chests contain kinstones and Especially the shells. I'm like, I didn't care about these shells. I didn't need this. Mm-hmm. I spent a couple and then I was done after that. I didn't once. It was just the animation was so slow and I'm like, I'm not dealing with this crap. Yeah, that's, they're everywhere in this game. You get tons of side quests in this game, too. Just like from doing kinstone pieces where sometimes you just get more kinstone pieces. There's a hundred kinstone fusions in this game you can do. And some you do the same person twice. You have to leave what? the room and come back. Yeah, there's a few people in this game where you, no. at least one. We have to leave the room and come back in and talk to her again, and she'll let you fuse a second time. Yeah, I may have done like fifteen. That I gave up. Like I'm not even if I was trying to complete this game, this is where I would have probably called it quits. Because at least the shell game, I know what I'm doing. Like I know the percentage of me getting a new one. This this is I'm not talking to everybody, and that's a lot of people. people. Give you just gold monsters that just give you a hundred rupees. Like I got one of them. I killed the monster, but he died at the end of a screen. So I had, when oh, I went no. to go, so I went out the screen, I came back and the rupee was gone and told the enemy. I'm like, well, that didn't work out very well. Oh, did you play the, the like little, um, enemy rush game? No, I did not. So it, another part in Hyrule town, there was a guy and you talked to him and he's like, Hey, essentially like it, it's, I'm going to put you to sleep. And during your sleep, you're going to fight a bunch of monsters. And I thought this was really cool. I did it a few times. But yeah, you you wake up into a like a small little basic dungeon and then like 20 enemies spawn of different kinds. And like the faster you take them out, like the better rewards you get. And I thought that was really fun. Like I did, did it that. cost rupees. Yeah, I think it was only like 10 rupees. It wasn't expensive. Okay. That's why I didn't but... do it. I don't like. Anytime people want my rupees and they don't like for some stupid game, I won't do it unless the guy tells me like you get this for doing it or something. Or I just, I guess I just didn't care either in this yeah. game. So, I mean, you eventually get a heart piece for it, but like, no, it was, that was pretty fun. But there's just so much unique stuff to this game. And there's so much to that town. There is a lot to that town to do, which I thought was, I think this is the first Zelda game that, to me that I played, let's say at least for the show that the town had that much going on. Okay. Maybe Terminal had a lot going on in Majora's Mask, but that's, that's a different game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it was nice to yeah. see a town that was very lively. So I, I I didn't I did appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's when you go to the elemental sanctuary where you end up finally you fuse your sword together with the four elements, and then Vadi shows up. And this whole time he's just been waiting for you to finish the quest for him, <laughs> and just put the sword together so he could then steal it from you, or at least find out where the light force is. Because you you go there, you get the sword, and you find you see a picture on the wall that was hidden. That shows that Zelda has the light force he's been looking for this whole time. And I thought that was kind of like, okay, that makes sense. That's a smart, that's a smart bad guy for the first time. <laughs> like he had this a plan. To me. Yeah. Why, why should I do it? I'll just wait for you to finish the quest and then I'll just take it. I mean, that's kind of what Ganondorf did in Ocarina of Time. Yeah. I'll just let you open the door. <laughs> All right. So story wise, um, 
Vati was uh, an apprentice of Ezlo. Ezlo made a hat that could grant a wish or wishes. Grant wishes. And so Vati puts it on, decides to become super powerful. Like it, it, why don't you just wish for some of these things? Like, hey, can you? <laughs> I wish I knew where the light force was. I don't Sweet. think the hat lets him. Oh, okay. I think either it's in the somewhere it might say that the hat doesn't let him. I'm not sure, but I do know the hat doesn't let him wish for the light where the light force is. Oh, okay. But you are right. You have, but also like, why the hell do you have a hat? Why, how do, why and how do you create a hat that just makes wishes come through? Like, this can't be a good thing. <laughs> and not, and not have it locked up or sealed away. Like, it was like in the middle of his living room. Yeah, just sit like, on the okay. table. Yeah. I mean, like, oh, he was corrupted by the, the, the hearts of men. I want to be like, anybody be corrupted when you give them the, the ability to just wish whatever they want and make it true. Not, not, not too responsible with that great sorcerer there. No. And I guess the idea also is that we hadn't mentioned it, but I guess the Minish world only opens once every 100 years and it's open right now. And that's why he's able to go to the, the regular world or something. Yeah. And the whole reason that you're sent on the quest in the beginning, which you forgot to mention, is because you're a kid and only kid can see the Minish. So that's why they send a kid to go do all this. I did like that scene. They're like only children. Can. Well, uh, Link's here. Why don't we send him? <laughs> that sounds great. Let's do it. <laughs> you mean the kid that's skipping out on school? Like right now? Like we're going to trust this guy? Mm-hmm. which well, I thought way. was funny. You go like earlier in the game, like you walk past the school and the teacher's out there and like, it's like link you're late. You're not coming to class. Do that. Like, that's not how that works. <laughs> that's funny. I did you not see that at all. That school? I don't know if I ever went into this school. I didn't. I passed it by once. I didn't go in either. I think you probably can. And it probably gives you the, I'm assuming every time I see a school now in a game, I think it's just going to give me a tutorial, how to play the game. Like a final fantasy four does. So I always skip them. I just assumed it was another Kenstone quest if it wasn't it making me go was. in there. So like I was just like, nah, I'm good. Everything's a Kenstone quest in this game. That's just that's the game. So what did you guys think of Dark Hyrule Castle? So after you do all this, uh, he ends up finding out that Zelda is the light force. He captures her and then he turns the castle into like a into a dark version of the castle. And you have to go do this last dungeon, which is really long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, a fan. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like these final dungeons are also kind of hard in Zelda's to to really to do because like Link's Awakening doesn't have one. It's just it's just a boss rush. So I appreciate it's not a boss rush. And I kind of don't like Ocarina Times. Like we're gonna go check out the previous biomes of the game dungeons. <laughs> and that's how I think Link Between Worlds also does it. Where it's like uh, you're gonna do the fire dungeon again for like a little bit. So at least appreciate this is like a bespoke dungeon. Um, but it is what it is. It, it just, just done to be with the game at this point. That's the and, problem is like my psychology of the game is like, I'm done. I got all the elements. Yeah. Let's go fight the boss. Same. I, I I was getting that way with this game where I just wanted to finish it up. Where I, I get like that with every game, though. So mm-hmm. you just yeah, get to a yeah. point where I'm like, I'm done. I feel the, the exact same way. It just it, it's too much. And at this point, you've already done, you know, you've done all this stuff. You're just now doing it again for longer, longer, longer. I got the stuff. I know what's going on. Like, I don't mind a little dungeon to go through, like, you know, refresh my memory of what I'm about to face. But yeah. this is not a little dungeon. And this it, also yeah. has lots of dark nuts to fight. You have to, like, fight different sets of dark nuts, which are giant knight, in order to unlock four keys to open the last door once you even get to that section. Like, it's a it's a lot of keys in this dungeon. It's a large dungeon. It was annoying. It, I died. A, I Plus, you fight enemies that can kick your ass. Like, there are these, there's a couple of these guards that look like they're from Link to the Past with the chain ball, and they just fucking murder you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because up to this point, like, every single enemy, like, only takes, like, a quarter of your heart container. 
Yeah, um, mostly. Like, Maybe a heart, like it, but not. This this game is very generous with with it. There's only a few enemies, at least up until this point, where the, the enemies like really take it out of you. The way other games, you know, Zelda games will take maybe some of them will only take two hearts from you on a hit. And so I'm like, this game is not combat heavy. It's pretty easy up until this point. Yeah, it, it, they beat your ass at this part. And I was a little surprised when I got to this part. And I'm like, this hurt. Yeah, mm-hmm. this this work. is where I started using save states. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't blame you. I mean, I, I was using save states anyway because it's me. But yeah, it's just they hit really hard and it's a long dungeon and dying is just not what you want to do. So yep. mm-hmm. I had no interest in that. I had, but I mean, you get through it. I did have issues with it near the end because there's a part where once you, you you fight all these dark nuts, you get through the game and you get to a spot where Vadi is find, is is about to extract the light force from Zelda. And I don't know if any of you guys ran into this. So you run into it. You have do three different rooms and like, oh, OK, each you know, you finish one room, you fight a couple enemies, the bell rings like, OK, you know, you have we only got two more bell rings. You go to the next room, you fight an enemy, the bell rings. And I thought, okay, that just the bell just rings when the, when you you know you finish the room. You know, it's just part of like a story thing. You get into this last room with three dark nuts. There is a there is an invisible timer, by the way. <laughs> that does end. Uh, oh, I found it twice. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I had a save state. Thank God, right before this fight. But yeah, if you don't do this fight fast enough, he will. You will just get a game over. If you don't kill, I, I killed two of the dark nuts. I was trying to kill the last one, and all of a sudden he goes. Ding. He's like, ha I ex- I got the power out of her. And I'm like, what? And then game over comes on screen. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I definitely heard the bells, but I thank God that didn't happen to me. Oh, yeah. It doesn't. And if you get that, you get game over and you start at the beginning of the dungeon. If you didn't, if you're not using save states, if I mean, that would have yes, happened, you, the dungeon's dumb. But you have to get all the way back there. If that would have happened, I would have went out, found a Game Boy Advance at a yard sale, broke it and then came back home and finished the game. <laughs> was really i it pissed me off because i didn't think i thought the timer was fake like it was just there because there is no timer on the screen but there's an invisible timer ticking away during that fight and i was not happy when i found that out because i got my ass i was just i just had a hard time finding darkness because they block a lot and they were really they were hard for me mm-hmm. they've always been hard for me I, I even back to zelda one like those are the ones that i'm like mm, i don't like these dudes yeah i, <laughs> did not, I don't mind mockery of time but i did not like them in this game I also want to say that this hasn't since this, you just made me remind me of that. I really don't like the design of Moblins and Wind Waker and on like at least in this game because it follows the Wind Waker where they look like giant pig. They look like pigs. I like it when they look like mm-hmm. bulldogs from like Link to the Past and the original Zelda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more like the the dudes from like um, I mean, they're, they're, they're closer to the pigs, I guess, than Return of the Jedi. But in my head. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that's true because these are the super bulky ones. And this is this is following a lot of the Wind Waker uh, asset yeah. models. Because this is made days. after Wind Waker, so. Yeah. And then you get then you get to Vadi finally, which we should talk about. And Vadi has multiple. The first form of Vadi is he's just a sort. You fight a giant sort. You fight a sorcerer. Which this was a kind of. I like this fight where he shoots out little eyeballs, and you have to hit the eyeballs, and then you have to hit him. I love the Vadi fight. It. it I love the first. Is, one. Yeah. Well, I loved them all because this is where it's like I think a great accumulation of a boss battle where like you know it's the final battle. You know it's gonna suck. And you're going to use everything that you've learned up to here. And they kind of did it in stages. So like the first one, like, you know, you're using the gust jar to like take off the shield off the eyeball so you can hit him. And I just loved it. This part. You're right. Yeah, you're right. This part was cool. And then, yeah. you know, the transformations. But like I threw I was a fan of the first form. The second form where you 
you he ends up transforming to a giant eyeball with little eyeballs that surround him where you have to shoot the you have to shoot these little orbs around him with arrows and then they flip and turn red and then you have to hold down your sword as Vincent said for four seconds to charge up to go to your four sword form and then hit the four eyes to hit the big eye. Yeah. And you Nine. better make sure you hit those four close together. <laughs> yeah, it's that part annoyed me because he he does a lot of attacks. You have he spits out purple things that stick on the ground that can hurt you, that can also give you arrows and sometimes hearts if you're really lucky. Not often, but he does think and that that stuff like that annoys if there's too much stuff going on, easy for me to get hit in four sword form. Yeah, and and good thing, you know, we haven't been conditioned to roll out of way of tax. <laughs> oh, um, speaking of rolling, I forgot this, but this game has a Dark Souls element to it where you are invincible when you roll. So you can literally roll through Dark Nuts and not take any damage. Ooh. Which yeah. I forgot about, but a guide or one of the videos I was watching told me you can just you can Dark Souls roll through things. So that's what I did at one point. I would just I would just keep ro- I would just roll through things because it's Dark Souls. Yeah, and then and then with the timing, so now during this boss fight, not only do you have to make sure you hit a good four eyeballs close together, so that way you can line up your clones easy and charge that while not getting hit, but then you have to line up again when he shoots the electricity balls and you charge your sword to bounce it back and hit him. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't take any time at all. Isn't that the final, final form? That's this form. Yeah. I think that's the final, final form. Because you beat this form, then you go and rescue Zelda, and you think you beat the game. Oh, yeah. And then Vadi comes back for one last time, and this is the form where you have to dodge the electricity shoots and then hit him with the four sword. Or not the four sword, but then split in the four version and then hit the four eyeballs, you can hit him. You bounce back the the beam he sent at you, like he's aga him from Link to the Past. Yeah, there you go. But all four have to bounce back, and all four have to hit hit the eyeballs or it won't work. And you also don't have that much time in between this big spark attack that you cannot dodge as four links. Cause I tried before you can hit him with the, with the ability. It's kind of annoying. Yeah. Oh, and I forgot to mention during that final fight, the third form of him, you also have to shrink down during the fight and go inside his hands at first. Yeah. And in his hand, you, you see a little bunch of little, like look like little viruses to me. And you have to hit the right one with the eyeballs a little bit different colored in order to break his two arms. And then you can do the whole thing we were talking about where you shoot, bounce the balls back at him. Yeah, it's annoying. It's a, it's it, oh, it's very annoying, but I love too it. much boss fight for me. I mean, I get yeah. it. It's a final boss, but it was too much for me. And you have to use the cane in order to get the hands to flip over. You can go inside them, which I would not have figured out if a guide wouldn't have told me. And then you got to have your torch in one of the hands. So that way you can yeah. see where the floating viruses are. This this is where I got tired of pressing start. <laughs> I can get that. It's a lot of switching weapons. And for you, it's a lot of having to watch yourself shrink down and get bigger, too, huh? <laughs> yeah, once again, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> I'm not sure how I figured that out. I think I just I just hit B button for some reason and figured it out. But I think I was just clicking. I, I was in a hurry. I'm like, get me out of here. Uh, it's just too much of a boss fight. I mean, it was just too long of a boss fight for me. Three forms with no saving, no real healing in between. I mean, I was saving, but if I was playing this game legit, I wouldn't have been saving. So Yeah, it's a long quest of the dungeon. To yeah, so I, I I wasn't a big fan of it. I mean, I get it's the final fight of a game. You got it. You want to put some challenge into it. You want to beat this epic boss fight. But to me, it was just too much if I wasn't cheating. Yeah, and I mean, to be, I mean, it, it integrates your weapons, but I like... At no other point in the game are you have you done like the returning back with the four sword 
you know, like returning balls back to eyes and stuff. Like I don't like new things like that being introduced in the final boss yeah. fight. Um, I like things to be like a culmination. My boss, this is my general like problem with boss fights is they're like things that you've never done before, as opposed, you know, and, and that's your culmination of the game. Whereas I really like uh, my favorite boss battle is the end of uh, Super Mario 3D World, where it's literally a platforming challenge. Like it's an epic platforming challenge that looks like a boss fight. I think that's my favorite boss fight. And then beyond that, it's uh, Super Mario Land 2, where you're using uh, Wario suddenly uses all his your items against you. Like he's got a fireball for one stage and he's got the bunny ears for another stage. Like I think that those are like the type of boss battles I really enjoy. And that's also that's also an ass kicker. If you leave. <laughs> I'm beating Super Mario 3D World. I can't remember this final. I just remember I love that game. Yeah, it's it's like a big climbing through with with Bowser takes the uh, cherries and there's multiple Bowsers running around as a cat. Multiple cat Bowsers running around. Oh, I see. To, like you have to okay. run from him and it's not just like hitting an axe and killing him. You're actually having to do like a, a full platforming challenge while he's like in the background looking like a boss fight. Yeah, that one's really fun. Mm-hmm. I, I need to play that game for this show at some point. I love cool. that game. That's my favorite 3D Mario game. Actually, Definitely. probably one of my favorite Mario games ever. Yeah. So good. Okay. And <laughs> and then after you do that, I think after you beat, because you finally beat Vadi after this, and then Zelda puts on the hat and then uses the hat to wish back everybody to life. Yep. Yep. Uh, that's, uh, that, that's it. <laughs> and then that, that destroys the hat. And then at the same, and then Ezlo finally becomes. Because you killed Vadi, he finally is able to turn into back into his minish form. But he's a minish that's the size of a human. So, okay. And then gives you a hat. And goes, hey. <laughs> yeah, because you don't have a hat you. this whole time. Yeah. yeah, fits you. I thought that was just kind of stupid and funny. But I'm like, okay, sure, I'll take a hat. It's amusing. And then he goes to the portal and he leaves. Because this whole time he has been... Because the door is about to close. As soon as he leaves, the door closes. Like, you barely had enough time to get them back before the door closes for 100 years. So, I don't know, I found that kind of odd because the door closed, like, so that means you can't see the Minish anymore, but the game still goes on. Well, I guess not because the game still goes on. There's actually stuff to do in this game after this. Yeah, you got to go back and get that figurine. You got to go gamble for that. Oh, there's actually more than that. There's the figurines, plus there's a giant Goron in this game that you can now go visit. You can give him your shield and get a new upgraded shield. Oh, sweet. Wait. For some reason, you can get a new shield. But, the... all right, all right. <laughs> I'm starting I like like when we first started this call I was like I really like this game like you know it was fun like I enjoyed it it was it was refreshing but why are you getting items after you beat the game mm-hmm. I think there's also kinstone fusion you can do after you beat the game too and there's not like a new game plus or anything where then you can like just tear through the game I'm assuming no there's not but yeah you give him your shield he eats your shield and then he spits out the mirror shield and that's you get so you get a brand new shield that lets you, I think, reflect more things or something. I don't I don't know. I didn't pay attention or care because you beat the game. So what does it matter to me? You know, you know, if they would have put that, I don't know, right before this boss battle and you could have just like held up your clones and reflected those things without swinging your sword. That would have been kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Huh? Oh, and you also get a Tingo trophy, too. If you do all the Kinstone fusion, I think is what you get. Of course. Of course, that's what you get. <laughs> Yeah, if you finish all the kid and stone, they replace the kid and stone bag in your inventory with a kit with a trophy of Tingle. Because Tingle's in this game for some reason with his family. Yeah, he's got like a brother or something. What was his name? It's like Derek Jr. or something. It's like <laughs> four brothers, I think. <laughs> I didn't do it. You you get them. You get a boomerang if you do all of it. A, a magical boomerang if you do the if you kid and stone fusion with the four brothers if you find them. David Jr. was his name. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's Knuckle. Weird. Tingle, ankle, 
and David Jr. <laughs> That's funny. I'm I'm, I'm uh, on board. <laughs> I I really like that. I don't. I agree with you. I don't like the fact that the game has more game after you finish it like that. Like that kind of. Oh, and if you get all all the figurines, your your prize after you get the newest ones is a Karlov medal. You get a me- a gold medal to put in your inventory of his face. That's it. That's the reward. Nothing. Huh? I I don't like this game anymore. <laughs> I mean, I just think it's just funny that you like, I don't like the fact that you get the shield after you beat the game. Like to me that you should have gotten the, the mirror shield like you were saying earlier. Or if it's a new game plus like Resident Evil where you get like a rocket launcher and you can just blow through the game again. Like that makes sense to me. Yeah, you can't. There's none of that in this game. None. You just you just get it to run around the completed game if you want it, I guess. I don't know. It, it's to me, it's stupid. Like I. I have no problem with secret items at the very end, but to have it after you beat the game just seems pointless. Yeah, it, it as soon as the credits rolled, that was game for me. That's it. I saw the credits. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. I don't. That's all I play most games. Once the credits roll, I turn it off. I have other things to do, like other games to play for the show. Also, did anybody get all four bottles? No, I only ever got one. I got oh. two. I got, <laughs> I got a second one. Three, but I had to look up where the third one was, and I. I don't even remember where it was, but yeah, it, I think it, I think the game gives you two of them, or I thought the game gives you two of them throughout the I story, might, but apparently it does I not. I might have had two and just kept a fairy in one for the whole game, pretty much. There's one you have to get, and then the second one is if you fuse with your grandpa. Um, oh, yeah. And then there's that one that I knew later. that I could sneak into the shop to get it, but I just never bothered to. Yeah, you have to shrink down, you go behind him, then he says, hey, you can't be back here. Then you say something, you take the bottle, and then you, which I don't know how, how that, why that works, but that works. And then after you do that, then you, I think you leave? Or no, you, 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 yeah, then you leave, and that's how you get, that's how you get the third bottle. Okay, so did anyone you guys do the Goron mini quest or start it by any chance? Never saw a damn Goron in my life. So I, I gave a Goron some power to start digging into a cave. And okay. That's, that's the last I saw of that. Okay, so I'm gonna, you're going to like this one. So, okay, so you start the mini quest, you see a Goron, you kinstone fusion with him, and he starts digging. But then he gets tired. So throughout the game, in, the, in different dungeons, whether the main dungeon or mini dungeons, you will see a little like gray shape on the wall in these dungeons that doesn't do anything you don't think. You have to kinstone fusion with these with these what? walls, which will then make another spawn another Goron to go into the mine to help punch and get farther. You have to do that, I think, eight times at eight different places that and these are hidden. You have to use the moments to get to these spots, by the way, too. So you don't have them. You have to go back to old dungeon with the moments, find these things, use these use them, kinstone fusion. Make sure you have the right kinstone f- stones. And then when you do that, that then unlocks the, all the Goron to get you the fourth bottle in the game, which you can't get until right before the final dungeon. So I think I figured out what happened in this game. It was they, it was they were rushing to finalize it. The guy had the script in his hand and he's running down the hallway being like, I finished it. I finished it. Everything's good. Trips, falls, the papers go everywhere. He just scrambles, <laughs> puts them back together and is like, yeah, no, no. This, yeah, this looks good. Here you go. No, I made this giant Goron. We're going to put it in the game. Well, the game's done. Put it afterwards with the shield. I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> I, I think what this this is just proving to me that like, I, and I think we can get back to your, your thesis. This is a good game. The side quests sound like BS. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, most of them are unnecessary. So it's I can't, you know, be mad at it when stuff like that is, you know, bullshit. 
And it's not written like on your menu anywhere that you're tracking 500 side quests that you didn't grab. Um, no, it, it it really could have used the bomber's notebook like in Majora's Mask. Yeah, I think that would have made me want to do it more though. Oh. <laughs> to be like, I'm not I'm not messing with this. Which then, I, but then that conditions me to be like, well, I'm not talking to anybody because all these quests are stupid. And then the <laughs> library quest takes me too long because I have to do that one. You know, I I don't hate Breath of Wild's uh, Korok seeds quest anymore. <laughs> you know, because at least at least it's like, hey, yeah, you gathered a bunch of poop. Congratulations. There's a golden, you know, golden turd. Yeah. Like, OK, you know, I hate you. But well, this game did it first, though. Yeah. You get all the figurines and you get a golden you get golden shit, too. It's just in the face of the guy's face <laughs> that you gave all these shells to. So close enough. Why does Zelda hate us? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's Zelda, I guess. Hey, there's. Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> Why does Zelda hate us? Thanks. That's our show. And this is what you get for playing this game. Wait till we play the Zelda CDI game someday. No, no. I'm going to. I just gotta. I gotta. I gotta get a CDI emulator to work, and I gotta find at least one sucker to join me. <laughs> I, I I really wanted to convince my parents to get me a CDI. It was in that JCPenney catalog, and I was like, this looks like there's three Zelda games, man. Three Zelda games. Hey, I think I think two of them are okay though. I okay, have never, though. I have never heard those words in my life. <laughs> they, besides the cutscene, they look like okay games. No, I, think oh, I really want to play them for the show. That was really bad. Um, no, if, if, if we're if we're, I liked Minish Cap. Um, but to be like, if we're already like, I don't know about this game. Like, I don't think CDI CDI. The only thing it'll do is make you like Minish Cap more. So, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to play them because one of my goals is to play every Zelda game, and the show is going to make me actually do that because I mm-hmm. finally got Minish Cap off the list. So, and those are on my list to play someday and beat and record episodes. And, that's to play. Okay, well maybe, bro. Beat uh, and record. <laughs> so so that's one of my goals someday. I just I gotta I find. Love it. I love it. I do want to. Pl- I do want to play Hotel Mario though. So to be fair, like I get. You All can right, play without I, CDI because it's okay. there's an I mean somebody remade that game. Oh really? Okay. There's a fan made of that game. He yeah, he made it. So. so I'll play I'll play the CDI version, but you have to promise me that you're gonna finish it. Oh, I started. I I I have finished every game of three games in the show. Beautiful Joe because I wasn't playing emulation. Uh, Soul Reaver two because it wouldn't work on either PC or PS two, and Blood Omen two because it froze in the final boss. All right, I'm just I'm I'm gonna read this. And this is for the Wand of Gamelin. Controlling Zelda is marginally easier than sedating a wild bull. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll I'll play it. But I I just I'm waiting for that text going, you know what? We're going to we're going to skip this one. If it can run, we will play. I will play it for the show. All right. By the end of tomorrow, I'm going to find out how to get this running for. I have ROMs of them. I just I have never got I haven't messed with CDI emulator to get it to run because the one I found want me to pay for it. I'm like, I'm not paying for this shit. So, (laughs) I mean, I want to play it, but I don't want to pay anything to play it. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I ain't that desperate to play this game. I'm not going to be one of the people to go. I'm going to go find a CDI. Hell no. I'm sure these games are worth money now. All right, and I would say now we go to questions, comments, or memories, but somebody, me, forgot to even ask anybody for questions this entire week. <laughs> so there, we don't have any this time, unfortunately, which is this is the first time I've done this in the show where I completely forgot to ask. Like, I've forgotten <laughs> before and remembered during the episode and asked and then got a few. I com- I didn't even think about it till like 10 minutes ago. I'm like, well, it's too late now. <laughs> yeah, it's been a week. I started a new job. 
tomorrow. So my raw brain has been on that, I guess. And I completely forgot that that's what I was supposed to do this week. You know what? <laughs> Life happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I like asking for questions because one, it gives me a way to promote the episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that's why we don't have any. So we're going to go right to Shelf Stacker Box. And Vince, why don't you go first? Uh, I'm going to... I'm going to I'm going to stack it. I think it's it's higher in my memory than what it was. I was kind of like, eh, it's, I'm kind of lukewarm on it. I, I enjoyed this one. I think it's a really fun 2D Zelda. It's not in the pantheon of 2D Zeldas for me, which is really the tops are Link's Awakening and uh, Link Between Worlds for me. So I can't put it high. I'm not going to display this, but I did enjoy it. So it's it's in the uh, the stack world. OK. And what about you, Adam? Yeah, I. I was so closer to putting it on the shelf until I just found out about all the stuff after the game. It like it it hurt me. So I'm going to put it on the stack because it's it's good. And especially like if you have never played it, but kind of have that itch for nostalgia, like, oh, I want to play Link to the Past for the, you know, 80th time. You just try this one, you know, new experience, Mm -hmm. new worlds. And it's I loved it. It I mean, the graphics considering what it was running on just a beautiful game okay i'm actually gonna put this on the shelf i i had so i had no nostalgic for this game because i would never played it before i love links to the past but so i had nothing for this game i came into this game with no real anticipations no i was just like okay i got i gotta finally play the zelda game and i know people like it and i had a great time playing it i really enjoyed it i thought it was I mean, even though it did have dumb shit to it, like it, it had those dumb things that we've been talking about that didn't bother me. I still really enjoyed the game, and I'm really glad I finally got to play it and get it off my list, of, of, off my backlog of games that I've been meaning to play for over 10, 15 years. Because mm-hmm. I, I had started this game. I never owned it, but I've always been meaning to play it, and I finally did, and I really had a great time, and I will be recommending it to people all the time. So it's going on the shelf. So, Not and so. you can actually get this game currently, depending on what system. Like this game actually got re-released besides just Game Boy Advance, kind of. It, it did get re-released on Wii U. If you still have one of those hooked up, you can play it on there. And it's also, I think, it was on the 3DS eShop too. So uh, you can it, still. It, it may be an ambassador game. They didn't sell GBA games straight, so. Oh, okay, yeah. It says 3DS ambassador. They never sold those. Never did. No. What the fuck? Why would you? Oh, fucking Nintendo. Like because the Ambassador GBA games are actually like hacking through because I think the GBA chip might still be in a 3DS, but it doesn't do like um, sleep mode and the home button doesn't work and shit like that. So it really just I think you have to turn the system off to even like get it to turn off. Like it's how? It, it's not like an overlay or anything. I can't believe they never brought it back because I've seen Nintendo 3DS Ambassadors for a lot of really good games. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize you could never get those again. They ne- you never, you never ever sold them. They never ever sold those things. Now, so the only I mean, way to play this game now, if you if you want to play it legit, is to buy a Wii U. They hook up your Wii U and download it before they shut down the Wii U thing. To, someday. to buy a system that's been dead for four and a half years, yeah. Just play it any way <laughs> you can. <laughs> you that's what I acquire guess. it. I mean, that's how I like I am with like Nintendo games. I'm like, you know, like with Fusion, like Dread's coming out, and it's like, hi, I would like to play the whole game in the store. It's like you cannot literally do it without buying a system that was. Four and a half years dead. This is my little mini rant. I'm like, you know, the new Halloween movie comes out. Oh, well, put all the Halloween movies out on Blu-ray. Like, it's not that hard. Just get them all on the new system playable in some way so people can catch up. You might be able to get some extra money. It doesn't make sense to me. Nintendo doesn't Fusion like money. never got released in anything but Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. Wow. Fusion's on Wii U, but. It is. It doesn't say that on here. Really? On my Wikipedia, I just opened up. Okay. I'm probably wrong. 
Well, maybe. I mean, it could be. I mean, I'm not going to hook up my Wii U and find out. But I have zero mission, so that I do know that. So that's why maybe I'm confused. Zero mission. Okay, it doesn't show zero mission here either. So maybe they just didn't update the wiki then. But either way, like, come on now, like, put it on. Why isn't this on the Switch? Yeah, I mean, there, there we we are supposedly still getting rumors of Game Boy games possibly coming to the Switch Online service. This would seem like a real good prime just, candidate. Especially, it, 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 yeah, especially for the fact that they've been ported to the 3DS and they were on the Wii U means they have the source code, they have the ability. Yeah, I mean, I know porting is not that simple. I don't want to be like, oh, you just throw it on there, but I feel like it would be worth it. Look, if I can play this game on my cell phone by easily just going to the App Store and and doing some searches. <laughs> Nintendo should probably be able to port it over kind of easy. Right. I like I'm I don't know the logistics of it, but I know I know how I'm playing it and it took two seconds. I don't right. think putting a ROM on something is that hard, even for like a, a console. I think you, you I mean you couldn't remake the game or remaster, but I feel like you can just drop a ROM or something like and it and it would work. Maybe I'm not sure. I don't know enough, but if like you said, emulators can do it, I feel like you should be able to at least drop a ROM on. Mm-hmm. But I Again, I'm not I'm not a game developer, so. Well, and then there's also like, I mean, but then you introduce it to the Internet and the Internet will be like, well, these frames skipped here and this game slowed down here. And then it's like, it's not a perfect port. I'm like, yeah, but it works. It's fine. You get to enjoy it. Uh, I don't really care. Um, Just get it playable. Just have have every single game be playable on your modern systems. It's not it shouldn't be this difficult. So <laughs> this is rant. a good one. This is a, this is a good one. It's a 16 year old game. You people like 2D Zeldas. There haven't been that many in the last 15 years, as I said. This is probably one people have missed or haven't played nearly as much as they played Link to the Past. So, yeah, it's a good one to check out, I think. Yeah, because yeah, I I missed this one, too, completely mm-hmm. because if I didn't have a Game Boy Advance, I actually I skipped that whole generation. I didn't get a Game Boy Advance. I got a DS and I bought a bunch of Game Boy Advance cards, mm-hmm. which I never finished. <laughs> but <laughs> one day. Okay, I think that wraps up everything to say about Minish Cap. I'm, I'm so mad at myself that I forgot questions. <laughs> Just because I was like, I was excited to ask. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to ask on Wednesday. And then Wednesday came, and Wednesday left, and Thursday came, and Friday came, and Saturday, and Sunday. And I'm like, oh, shit. That's been a week. Next week, I will ask for sure. And if you want to hear more episodes about Zelda, we did Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, episode 123, the Game Boy Color one. Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, episode 105. Legend of Zelda Link to the Path with special guest Jeff Cork. Previously Game Informer, episode 50. And Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, episode 27. So check those out. So I should... Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're Next week, we are playing Metroid Prime. Finally, I'm going to go back and beat that game I have never finished, but played multiple times. Mm-hmm. I'm making myself finish Metroid Prime. It's a good one. It's, yeah, it, it still holds up, by the way. I, I, play, I played a bunch of it yesterday. Still holds up. It didn't age bad. Nice. Considering that game has a terrible development system, if you ever listen to there's a video on uh, on YouTube from uh, Matt Man Muscles, what happened, Metroid Prime, and he talks about mm-hmm. all the bullshit that went behind the scenes of that game. So I'll have to check that out. Really good. You, you you will really question how this game got made and, and turn out to be as good as and, it did and come out good. Yeah, because the <laughs> oh, wow. the guy that was originally in charge of it was a fucking idiot. He made the guy game. Oh, God, really? Yes, he went on because he, he got, yeah, he talks about in the video, he got kicked out, of, and I'll talk about it next week, too, but he got kicked out of the studio because Nintendo fired him pretty much or bought him out, and then he ended up making a new studio and, and made the guy game. I, I, I'm gonna, and then he disappeared off the face of the this. earth, I think, after that. So I've, I've got it pulled up on YouTube, so as soon as it's really done, good. I'm, I'm watching that. You're going you're gonna to go down a rabbit hole with those videos, by the way. Oh, I love Matt McMuscles. Okay, I've there skipped, you go. I, yeah, I've skipped over this one, then. 
And uh, Vince, where can people find you at? Yeah, you can find me out on my uh, every other week podcast. Some of my friends read comics. We cover uh, classic comic books. Um, this our most recent episodes will have covered uh, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, which won the Eisner for best limited series, as well as some Shang-Chi uh, original first issues of Shang-Chi to coincide with the MCU movies. I also have a video series on our YouTube channel. All my friends are right here. It's called That Was a Game. And right now we're covering a bunch of games um, that are sequels or spinoffs to classic video games that are kind of forgotten, kind of like Minish Cap here. So we've covered stuff like Super Princess Peach, Wario World, Wario Blast, um, that kind of genre of games or Star Wars Episode One Racer Revenge, the sequel to Episode One Racer, which I really enjoy. Um, so those are the kind of things that we cover over on That Was a Game and the All My Friends Are Right Here YouTube channel. Okay, and Adam, I know your podcast has been on hiatus for a while, but are you coming back soon? We are coming back soon. It, it's been a long hiatus, and it, the best way to say it, life gets in the way sometimes. But yeah. there is not a time where Alan and I are not thinking about <laughs> what we're going to be doing next, episodes we want to do youtube series stuff like that we have lots of plans um all we ask is that you know the people that are still waiting for that new episode it, it's coming it, it's definitely coming and we appreciate the patience and and uh you know just being on here today once again has reminded me how much <laughs> i enjoy doing this and yeah just so w- watch out for talk games to bubblegum uh facebook post is going to be coming really soon and outlying some stuff Good. I'm glad you're coming back. And you'll see a link in the show notes to his podcast also. So Thank you can you. go and subscribe and be ready when he does go back live again. Yep. All right. And if you enjoyed the show, please go to our Patreon. You could, for as little as a dollar, you can go vote in our Patreon and you can decide what movie that I'm going to have to suffer through because I don't like horror movies for October. Mm-hmm. Either Reanimator, which is currently winning, A Nightmare on Elm Street, The Witch, or Poltergeist. Definitely go check those out. And if you and if you do want to see more of the show, we are on Podbean. Has all the list of the episodes. I have some people. Mess me. Go, hey, I can't find episodes. That's, that will help all, the, all of them. Or use like Podcast Addict to download them to your phone. Other ways to get them because I know Spotify and iTunes only go back 100 episodes and I publish a ton of episodes. So that's how you go find our older content. And want to give a shout out to our awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Bobby, a.k.a. Mike's 20 from ZB by the Bullet. Songs and Cool Kids Squad, so definitely go check him out. You'll see a link in the show notes to his YouTube channel. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. We are on YouTube. Only audio, though, but we're there if you want to. People subscribe to us all the time. So, hey, you can go join that. It makes me happy when I see that number tick up. So, it doesn't do anything else otherwise, but I do post all the audio content on there just because. So, that is everything I need to say. So, we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you again.